0: Hi, before we get started with the episode, we just wanted to point you in the direction of the social accounts we've set up for the show to help you guys engage with us and communicate and get involved with our show. You can email us at can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com. Emailing us will really be the best way to talk to us directly and conversate with us on air during the show. Also, be sure to like You Can't Disappoint a Podcast on Facebook. And you can also follow us on Instagram at can't disappoint podcast and Twitter at You can't disapod, that's disapod like disappoint. So there's one S and two Ps. Well thanks for tuning in and let's kick off the episode.
1: Here we go.
0: (laughs) I choose shorts. I choose shorts! Shorts!
2: Son of a bitch. You magnificent son of a bitch!
1: microphone check one two what is this
0: hello everyone yay another week of us talking about community for two hours whoa crap i I hit accept call i thought i hit (laughs) declining welcome everyone to the show it's big number 17 yeah i don't know why it's the number after the previous one every time we do it but every week i'm like wow 17 yeah i I was like
1: my notes and i was like how are we already this far into the the show
0: Welcome to You Can't Disappoint, a podcast. I am your host, Zach, and I'm like Abed, but employable. (laughs) Hi, I'm your other host, Gravy
1: Jones. (laughs) Solid.
0: (laughs) And thank you guys for tuning in for another week. Glad you're here with us. Uh, Shout out to communities for helping us out on Twitter, for helping out the community fandom at large. Get on board with them, and thanks for being on board with us. Yeah, shout out to communities, as always. Big fans. You know, I want to just right off the top of this episode apologize. Uh, last episode, it slipped between my fingers, and I left in an uncensored utterance of the word How dare you. <laughs> so I just wanted to start off this episode by saying that that won't happen again. There will be no there will be no holy fucks, there will be no fuck you's, fuck mes. there will be no horse fucking. there will be no donkey fucking. don't me over, me around, none of it. No fucks will be uttered in this podcast uncensored for the rest of time. Thank you. You know, your grandfather called me
1: crying <laughs> on Monday. <laughs> That's really strange. <laughs> he said, Stephen... What have you done to my boy? And I this said because you know, he hasn't
0: called me in months.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, he's been scared to talk to you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the road like, that you're going down. Yeah, more and more we I guess we've kind of silently agreed that we're just gonna talk the way we talk on the show, which I think is great. But yeah, yeah. that one f- slipped between my fingers and it won't happen again, friends. God All apologies. <laughs> Nothing but classy family entertainment on API podcast. <laughs> Have you watched anything this week? Did you do anything cool this week that you um, want to discuss?
1: Let's see. I actually this week spent a lot of time reading. Uh now
0: Now were you reading like <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was reading manga. Yeah. Zachary. Yeah. Um, That's where I figured this was going. Yeah, spent some time in uh My Hero Academia. Of mice and, and men. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. Catcher in the Ride K- Kage Osama, Love is War. Okay. Um Very cute one. Very funny stuff. Uh, I guess watching-wise, just been sticking on the same gravy train I've been
0: on. Nothing too exciting. What about you, guys? The Gravy Jones gravy train. The Gravy Uh,
1: Jones gravy train.
0: Last week, I mentioned kind of having an inkling to watch Survivor never having watched it before. So I started watching the first season of Survivor, season one out of like 40. Nice. And I'm really into it. It's been good. It holds up really well, and the way it's shot is like almost cinematic for a reality show. I enjoy it quite a bit.
1: I believe it, that. I, what I remember of watching it when I was younger, it it was very
0: much like like an action-adventure movie. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to pick it up enough to be binging all the seasons, but I'm. the seasons are pretty short, and I'm certainly enjoying the first one. Also, last night I started a new Hulu original that I've been hearing for a long time is really good called Rami, and I really, really like it. Is that the Rami Emanuel picture? <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> Rami Yusuf is the guy's name. He's a comedian, and uh, it's about being like a religious Muslim American in New Jersey. It's really interesting. That's Pretty awesome. Cool. It, it looks good. So those I uh, have are my you go watches for the week. What have I? What? Uh, <laughs> now I, I know you're,
1: you're watching Survivor. We have a bit of a hometown connection to a Survivor winner.
0: Is that Rupert? Rupert, yeah. See, I don't know anything much about Survivor, and it, I'm trying to watch these seasons without knowing who won. Mm-hmm. Uh, I already oh, know who wins. One okay. of the I- eight seasons that he's on, he wins. Spoiler I right. already know who wins the season <laughs> I'm watching, which makes it a little bit harder to get invested uh, in. But there are so many seasons, and there are plenty of seasons that I've never heard of anybody on them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Rupert is what? What is he in state government? Or was? Oh,
1: he's, he's, he, was he a... Did he win? Was he actually he ran, a senator?
0: He ran for something. I don't know congress something
1: yeah but he was really good friends with a computer teacher that i had i feel
0: like in school the same one we talked about last week no no (laughs) let's get into things if uh if that's all you got for the for the for the preamble of that is all i have that's all you've got prepared for the entire program Mm -hmm. uh today we're talking about season one episode 17 physical education which was directed by anthony russo it was written by Jesse Miller. This is, I'm presuming, her only writing credit of the series, and what a great one episode to have in your pocket. Yeah, very And funny, it originally actually. aired March 4th,
1: 2010. Hmm. Um, I was going to make a Star Wars joke, but then I realized you said March and not May.
0: March the 4th, next month with you. March
1: 4th, and and play your trumpets. Round the walls of Jericho.
0: Let's do some trivia. Let's stick to what we know instead of chartering whatever (laughs) territory you're swimming into right now. Alrighty. Uh, I have three questions. I think you went first last time. I'm going to go ahead. We always have three. We all know. Uh, What characters do Shirley, Britta, and Troy suggest Abed should act like to attract women?
1: Okay. Um, Shirley suggests uh mike brady of mm-hmm. the brady bunch mm-hmm. uh naturally <laughs> uh britta suggests the female character joe from the facts of life but as a guy and after i must say, she thinks about it yeah After she thinks about it i'm with britta on this one honestly um and it minus the guy part i guess i don't know uh and i don't know troy <laughs> troy suggests Calvin, from Calvin and Hobbes, to which Pierce
0: goes, Calvin Coolidge? Yeah, that was a really funny line. And yeah. another funny line about Calvin, but we'll get to that when we get into the episode. Those are all correct. Good job, Stephen. Yay. Okay, I've got a, a question for you. Okay. Zach. Yes? If that is your real name.
1: Um, um, what... Do you know something <laughs> I don't? <laughs> what did Abed use to make up his Jeff impressions? Like, what... What I people? figured
0: this was going to be a question that like mm-hmm. everybody asked. Yeah. Let's see. Okay, so were there four people? There were four. Yes. Okay, so it's I don't know all the percentages, but it was definitely forty percent Zach Braff from Scrubs. <laughs> yeah. Thirty percent Hillary Swank from movie that's escaping me. Is it like Boys Don't Cry? Boys Don't Cry. Absolutely. Let's is. see the other two. Oh God. Um, Sam Malone from Cheers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And God, I know when you say the last one, I'm going to know it, but it's mm-hmm. not coming to me, and I don't want to wait that long. Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which I
1: thought was pretty pretty good. I I really liked the Zach Braff reference. Um, as I think we've said before, we're both pretty big fans of Scrubs.
0: Yeah, I enjoy Scrubs a lot, and uh, I've always wanted to ask you this to segue for a second. Do you listen to very many podcasts? Is are, Is do you have any like foot in the podcasting world other than being a part of one? I have like two toes in the podcast world. I really enjoy Zach Braff and Donald Faison's Scrubs Rewatch podcast. It's very funny. I would listen to that And it's very funny, and it's very listen funny to, to listen one. to their real-world friendship, yeah.
1: I think I would enjoy that. Because it's basically, you know, what, what we're doing.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, my next question. What is the list of things that Pierce believes the group has sullied Abed's mind with, and what does Jeff oh. refer to his list as? Huh. Can you tell me wh- like when this is in the episode? Um, This is near the end. After the group is like lamenting that they shouldn't have made Mm. Abed change himself, Uh, Pierce says something along the lines of "We've solid your mind with blank, blank, and blank." Oh! And Jeff refers to it as "um." It was. Here you go. Shit. The
1: last one's vagina. Naturally. (laughs) And who cares about the other two? Really? They're the big three. Was it love? Uh huh. Lust and Vagina?
0: Very close. It was Love, Romance, and vaginas. Romance the big and three. Vagina. Ah. There's a. I can't find it, but there's a funny This Is Us joke in there somewhere. If anybody watches This Is Us. It's one of my kind of guilty pleasure shows. Uh, I've seen like three episodes of
1: it, and I cried at all of them to the point that I did not want to watch any more of the show.
0: Yeah, it's totally one of those shows where like... They pull off all these tricks where it's like, you can tell when they're sitting down to write an episode, they're already like, what's going to be the moment that's like the tearjerker this time. Mm-hmm. And I hate stuff like that. I want it to be real ah. and like catch me by surprise. But, it's but so yet it, it makes me cry every time anyway.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. What's your next one? All right. My next question
1: for you. Yes. What does Jeff refer to the billiards class as when he's arguing with the teacher?
0: Mm. Like he says that this class is blank. Is it when he says something about the coolest sport in the world? Yeah. I don't remember what he said before that. I'm I'll sorry. give you at
1: least, least partial points because the coolest sport is like the big part of it. But he says yeah. it's the, the desecration yes. of America's okay. coolest
0: sport. Yeah, I don't think I would have gotten desecration. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. My last one is going to be, how is Abed's situation compared to The Notebook?
1: <laughs> Aww. <laughs> well, in aw. <laughs> in The Notebook... You know she has Alzheimer's. Well, no, like the
0: line. Do you don't have to go that real into it? Do you remember the line from she the episode?
1: Said, I think in the episode she's like, oh, except in the note in the notebook she had Alzheimer's, and Abed has ah. Uh, uh, what does she say? Does she say a lucky lady into him or something like that? What
0: does she close, say? close? Partial credit worthy. Someone who likes him. I Someone who likes. The exact him. line. Yeah, and <laughs> that ends our trivia. Before we get into listener, does trivia. does it though? Huh? Do you have another one? I do. F oh, I'm sorry, I said I wasn't f***ing going to say that. <laughs> God! Oh, bleep bleep bleepers. Yep. <laughs> it's a really easy one, though. What book is the girl that drew Abed reading? Pride and also Prejudice. Ah, correct. <laughs> Two sins. So, so now we'll move on. Uh, before we get into the the listener trivia questions, I've got an email that I am going to read. Nope. Uh, that's kind of separate from those. This comes from a email account titled peep review uh, oh. this email also uh is from my girlfriend Lily. <laughs> Woo! she says hey fellas longtime listener first time caller what's up not exactly episode related but it is cast related if the members of community were not played by the actors we all know and love and you got to pick the cast would you change anything up any other actors actresses that you could also see playing the part or would like to see play a similar part also, these choices do not exactly have to be living actors. Thanks. Definitely not Lily. <laughs> huh. really, really circling the drain to get people to ride into the show. Yeah. Um, huh. I actually have never thought about this before. I think the first thing that came to mind is there are a couple of characters who I feel like could not be played by other people. Yeah. Those are Chang. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dean Mm-hmm. Uh, Abed Yep And I think someone else could have probably played Troy But Donald Glover put such a personal stamp on it It would have been such a different character uh, Jeff could be a lot of people Brian But Seacrest, I think for instance. uh Like your Zach Braffs Or yeah. I couldn't help but think someone like Dax Shepard Or like Will Arnett I, I, I've i joked that Will Arnett and Joel McHale Have some similarities before Yeah I, I could definitely see Will I, However think a lot of the Charm that Jeff has that keeps him from being totally unlikable is Joel. So I don't know if the character would have had the likableness by some of those other actors, but definitely it's like an everyman, white dude role. Yeah, I agree with that Kind of same with Annie and Britta, although I believe Britta particularly, uh, Gillian Jacobs' mannerisms informs a lot of the character. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Pierce... Huh, Pierce. (laughs) Pierce could have been... (laughs) Someone else probably should have played Pierce, <laughs> but I think Chevy Chase is Pierce Hawthorne. Yeah, and Shirley could have gone a lot of different directions too. I don't know. the ca- The characters are all pretty like cookie cutter archetypes at first, to where anyone could have gotten casted in that pilot. Mm-hmm. But I'm very glad we ended up with the cast that we did.
1: Yeah, I think that for me, the the ones that you can't change, like you said, are Chang, the Dean, Abed, and Troy. I think they just add so much to the role that like no one else could have played it anywhere like that. You know, yes, I think Britta would be hard to replace just because like she, you know, she just encaptures Britta so much and en- encapsulates whichever the right term is there. Um, like you said, they, there could be some interesting Jeffs. I think that,
0: um, I don't think for the better necessarily though. No, I just because
1: he's at that balance that he can play kind of a douche, but he also mm. is likable. At the end of the day, and it's hard to find that balance. So good on them there. I think that you know, like you said, <laughs> Pierce probably could have and should have been played by someone else. But Pierce Hawthorne and Chevy the character Chase definitely are became an extension of what <laughs> yeah. other people
0: perceive Chevy to be for sure.
1: Absolutely. But I think so, yeah. that regardless, you know, all the all the cast did a really good job of growing their characters into more than what they,
0: you know, are on paper. And a lot of times shows like these that are so funny, the characters become so much the people who play them. Mm-hmm. It's just how it works, because the way those people like to joke around becomes the way the character like, jokes around and stuff. Absolutely. So it's hard to see a different world where someone else would have played the characters. Well, uh, anyway, thanks for the question, uh, Peep Review. Uh, please do the dishes tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and I do think that Scarlett Johansson could have done a good Troy, but I think she was busy.
0: All right, let's move on to some listener trivia questions.
1: All right, I've got, got four no shortage emails of them. Yeah, let's, here, yeah. let's, let's speed round if we can. All right. Um, question number one. No, I'm just kidding. All right, our first email is from our good buddy MJ. Says, hey, y'all, thank you for another great podcast on communication studies. Apparently, you guys and us listeners were really in sync last week with all the overlapping questions. To make up for that, I made this week's quiz a little more challenging. Oh, no. Damn it. I had no problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> the more uh, episodes we have in common, the less stupid we look, um, especially since this week's one of my all-time favorite community episodes. Excited to hear y'all's discussion on it, and I hope you enjoy my trivia round. Tried extra hard to be unique with my questions. Hope it pays off.
0: I respect that this is one of your all-time favorites. I think the all-time favorites usually go to some of the, like, stunt episodes, mm-hmm. and this isn't one of them, but it's a great Crown Jewel episode. We'll, we'll get into yeah. what we thought later.
1: Okay. Question number one. Who bought the bagels for the study group in the opening scene? Shirley. Correct. Eh. I, 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 me acting like I know the answers for fact, but that is correct. Is uh, that what you what, would have said? Yeah. What movie character was Abed channeling when the Baggles fell on the floor? I actually didn't get this reference. When, when they fell on the
0: floor. Yeah. He, like, says well, 13. Well, I uh, I don't think he's exactly chaining a char- channeling a character. I think that's just a phenomenal Abed moment. Uh, right? Showing the, the type of... Uh, uh, the way Abed's brain works and how... I don't know. Just <laughs> Unless like there's, so like, a specific Rain Man scene. Where like, like, he has to count things. That's what I was thinking. Something like Rain Man or A Beautiful Mind or something mm-hmm. like that. But I didn't exactly read that one as a specific... Uh, you know, mm-hmm. reference.
1: Next. All right. Besides hearts, what else was on the drawing of Abed that
0: Troy found in his Spanish book? Was there a halo? I was thinking, were there like stars and like, you know, like lines emphasizing the, the shapes and stuff? I don't really know. Yeah, I guess I'm we'll just kind of pull that one out. All right. This is one I definitely will not get correct.
1: Uh, speaking of, what is the title of the Spanish textbook the study group uses? No need for the
0: subtitle. I've seen it a million times, and I've looked at the cover, but mm-hmm. no, I don't got it. I feel yeah. like the word dose might be in it. <laughs> 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 Something Spanish. Hola, Español. Hasta Siente... luego. Siente uno.
1: Right? Siente uno? Is that how you say it? I
0: don't know. I think that was right. We're going to uh, give ourselves a point for that one, MJ. Don't, don't bother <laughs> double-checking
1: your answers. What page number is visible on the chalkboard in Chang's classroom in this episode?
0: Mm. Be careful on this one. I'm going to guess 69. Damn it, you're being tough on us today. Be careful on this one. How? What do you mean? <laughs> what is this code you speak in? <laughs> We're just people, MJ. I have no idea. Um.
1: Uh, okay, what phrase is on the regulation shirts that Coach Bogner gave
0: out at the start of billiards class. Oh, my God. I'm going to guess... I know it had the word Greendale. I saw (laughs) the word Greendale. That's all I saw. I watched the DVDs. They're in, like, 360p, so I have no idea what anything (laughs) says. Watching the DVDs is like watching it without my glasses on sometimes.
1: (laughs) Okay. All right. Number seven.
0: (laughs) What... (laughs) damn it what was joey (laughs) fuck with us and he's like oh what how many pieces of paper are on the desk (laughs) i hope everyone realizes we literally
1: watched this episode three times back to back to back immediately before recording these episodes and we still don't know these answers
0: (laughs) okay and i think we could have watched them 20 times back to back and i would not know know what page number was yeah Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, right. MJ. I'm just giving you a hard time. You know we love you, bro. <laughs> Number seven.
1: What was Joey holding when he saw Abed hitting on Jenny?
0: The last thing I was looking at <laughs> was what he was holding. <laughs> I I'm going to say a knuckle sandwich. I'm going to say nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing.
1: What billiard shot was Leonard doing before Jeff came to challenge Coach Bogner? Now, this is a good one. I don't remember the answer, but I remember that
0: this was a thing. I don't know. Is this just like I need to know about pool I think to know the answer it. to this question? Jeez, They're like, oh, nice d- d- back corner. Did I watch this one? Leonard. Damn. <laughs> back corner?
1: Or something. something with like a backside corner smack. I don't know.
0: I like to present myself in these episodes as being like the – You know, like the community historian of the two of us. I know, and it's it's rough out here.
1: God. All right, number nine. Okay, I know one part of this. Have we gotten any of these? We've gotten the first one. One or two?
0: Yeah, okay, sorry. The title? (laughs)
1: Literally the first one. Oh, God. Uh, Name the title and artist of the song that was played during Jeff and Coach
0: Bogner's billiards
1: match. And it was I'm Werewolf gonna play in London. It at the end
0: of our episode today. It is werewolves in London. I do not know the, the the singer, but I have always enjoyed that song a lot. Yeah, it's a good one. Okay, bonus points. You can name the movie the match is channeling. I don't
1: specifically know Mm-mm. if it's if that song was used in a specific like
0: sports movie montage. It reminds me of an episode of the web series I made in high school where it was pool related. I'm a very big fan of that web series, by the way. And I'm still bitter that I never got got to be on it. And I'm assuming that's what MJ is referring to. That's got to be it. That's probably what they were referencing.
1: Well, he's a true fan. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Alright, this is my probably favorite moment of the entire episode. Why didn't the Dean stop the naked billiard match right away?
0: Did he give a specific reason? (laughs) I feel like it's pretty obvious. (laughs) He He did.
1: He said, oh,
0: Chang says, should he stop this? He's like, we'll give it a second. We'll see yeah, where this said,
1: goes. <laughs> what did he say? I think I wrote down part of this line because it made me laugh so hard. He said, it's towards the end, um, soon, soon, just gathering evidence.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: Mm-hmm. That was nice. great. Um, okay, among the main cast. Is this still MJ? Dude. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> who was staring at Jeff as he lifted up his leg to make the winning shot? Um, and that would be Annie for sure. Was giving like an eyeful.
0: Shirley took a glance. Maybe mm-hmm. Britta looked maybe away, but she looked a few Britta, times too. Yeah, I noticed that for sure. Britta's reactions to all those scenes was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I feel comfortable locking in Annie, and I feel like Shirley is a strong possibility. Oh yeah, followed especially by when that potential leg went up. for like Troy. Where was Troy when this happened?
1: Yeah, Troy was there. He might have looked. He might have looked. He does like butt stuff. Um, all right. And what was the name of the girl in Jeff's class?
0: Oh, in Jeff's class, who wanted to talk to Abed? I have no clue. The girl on this in one. the end who comes up and is like, "Hey, yeah, can I they meet say your friend? her name." Yeah, I didn't catch her name at all.
1: I didn't notice they said it because I paid attention to her. So I, I, you'd think I would know, but well, we have been bested. I think we got two, Jesus, out of Christ. twelve. All right, moving on. All right, kick to the pants. All right, next up, uh, we've got an email from Anorak, who says, hey, guys, it was hilarious to be on the last podcast. I'm female, by the way, and I loved every bit of it. We probably assumed that you were a guy because we didn't think that anyone else would like us. And that's Apologies, sorry. madame. <laughs> oh, no. Steven's mom listens. She does listen, but she doesn't like us. She constantly tells me how wrong we are. Um, <laughs> Uh, what is she like? A shipper? No, she just watches the show and thinks we're wrong. Okay, <laughs> about right. everything. Um, and I tr- okay. She said she's so sorry about her questions being too hard, and she tried to find something easier this time. Thank well, God. We appreciate it. Um, question one: What is the name of the girl Abed is after in this episode? It's a very Jenny, g- Jenny, right? Jenny Adams. Yes, Jenny Adams. Yeah. Lock him okay. In. Um, what is seen on
0: the poster in Coach Bogner's office? Oh, I don't remember this one. It's himself. That's great. He has a poster of himself that has his own name nice. and like three different poses that he's making. It's very funny. Ooh, I got to get one of those. And he also does have that nice picture of the of naked man playing you. pool. Eh, either or. He's also got uh, he's got a framed pair of shorts as well. <laughs> That's great. Um, number three question.
1: Um, and I hope that I'm going to get this one right, but they like yeah. said, which long-running insider joke is first brought up in this episode? And I think – I don't know if this is the first time he says it, but I know
0: Chang says you're the worst to yeah it. Yeah, that's what I thought it was, too. Mm-hmm. I think there might have potentially been other running jokes that were introduced in this episode, Ooh. but that's what my mind does, too. Yeah, and then she said, that's it, guys. I think that's, that's the first it, guys. Time that I said it.
1: Still love your podcast, and I look forward to the next episode. Well, thank what you for What do you mean, Still? In. Did we did we make
0: it a tough decision for you?
1: Were you like against all I'm odds? I'm pretty sure I that people turn around. it off and on again so many times over the course of an episode. <laughs> um, all right, we got for email writing. numero tres. It says, "Hola, Stephen, Isaac. Loved hearing the communication studies episode. Y'all brighten up my Mondays. Here are oh. my questions for this episode. Well, thanks. This is from Danny." And she awesome. says, "Which character does Troy want Abed to play when he talks to Jenny Adams, and why?" And we answered this earlier. It was Calvin, Calvin. from Calvin and Hobbes. But why is choice. it? Oh,
0: mm-hmm. uh, it was something about like if anyone gives him any trouble, he'll just pee on him because <laughs> of those bumper stickers. I don't know if that's the okay. I don't okay, know if, don't know if
1: that joke was in. Was that joke in the regular episode? Because I don't remember. It that, had but to that's have funny.
0: been. I think if. It was just, like, an uh, easy joke to uh, go I in one ear or the other. That. I think it but was I know very also, quickly
1: said. Yeah, I know he also said that they, he was friends with a tiger and always went on adventures. So, you know, what more do you need? <laughs> um, and then what percentage of Zach Braff does Abed put in Jeff's per- impersonation? I think that, I already said that. That yeah, was 40. 40%. Was 40%. Okay, and then what bet is Chang placing when Jeff and the coach are playing? Jeff. See, this
0: one, I tried to look for really hard. I must have missed the line where they cleared it up because I kept seeing him with money and like collecting bets and stuff, but I think I missed the line that set it up.
1: Well, I don't think he – he like says like
0: times. money
1: on Jeff losing or something like that, but I know he was betting against Jeff. Okay, yeah, that makes
0: sense. Okay, okay. and
1: apparently we do – you know what? She does say her name at the very end. What's the name of the girl who introduces herself to Abed? She's like, my name's whatever, and he's like, oh, hi, I'm
0: Abed. I don't know. Yeah, was it like we'll Amy see. or something? Might have been Amy. <laughs> Gravy Jones? <laughs> Gravy Jones. Lead singer of the Monkees?
1: Yes. <laughs> All hey, right, rest in peace. Uh, not on that. We have one more email, though. Thanks, Danny. Thank you, Danny. Um, this email is from the Study Room 7 from Communies. Hey there. Um, we Our
0: fearless leader. Our fearless
1: leader, yeah. Captain, oh, Captain. Um it says, hi guys, how creepy is white
0: Abed? <laughs> Very. I hope that's question number one. <laughs> I haven't seen the second season of Atlanta, but I know there's an episode featuring Donald Glover as like a white man that's really creepy and stalkery, and he's like in this really creepy white face the whole episode. Is it, it anything looks like, the that? Same. Is it it looks, like that? It looks strikingly similar. Hmm. Yeah. I'd give him a solid six and a half seven on the creep level but i'm more impressed by i don't know just the way they did it and how well it worked honestly it
1: looks a lot and this is gonna sound stupid it looks a lot more realistic here than it normally does when they do whiteface in in shows i guess
0: yes welcome to you can't disappoint a podcast this week we'll be having a very thoughtful and tasteful discussion on the merits of whiteface (laughs) i'm zach (laughs) Thanks for tagging along. Uh, would it be great if we took that that direction this
1: week? Um, okay. It's so offensive. Um, this question we had was, uh, we had already, but who looks and who doesn't of the main cast when Jeff gets into position? And we pretty much locked in Annie and Shirley for sure with maybes on Britta and Troy. Yes. And I feel like Pierce could be a maybe as well.
2: Because
1: mm-hmm. he's like, I don't look like that and then uh, this one I'll read the question just because he says I know you already I know one of you already chose this but what was Abed's mix to do Jeff which we did it was 10% Dick Van Dyke 20% Sam Morrison is that it? Sam Malone Sam Malone sorry I'm not looking Uh, 40% Zach Braff and 30% uh, Hilary Swank from Boys Don't Cry which is a good movie by the way I thought you were looking because you rattled those off really well good on you got them locked in thank you um (laughs) Okay. Wow. Whoa. Is this the moment you considered Annie Abed a ship? No, never. Haven't ever, probably won't ever, but thanks for playing.
0: There are <laughs> a couple moments like this in the series, but it's almost always like Uh Abed is like showing off the charm of a certain character that he's portraying, and yeah. Annie is such like hook line and sinker for it that it almost leads to something. I think Abed is a pretty asexual person and even in the couple of situations in the series when he has a significant other i still feel like he's probably mostly asexual yeah i'm not uh, but i I love that that scene where he channeled don draper and annie was like oh my god what's happening yeah
1: which i'm sure we'll talk more about when we get there because you know multiple layers to the funny people
0: i stop asking us about shipping things because we don't and We're like the two community fans who yeah, don't
1: want anyone to be together except me wanting Donald Glover to be with whoever makes him happy.
0: I know that's disappointing to you guys, and I don't want to disappoint you guys. We're the can't disappoint podcast, so stop asking us. <laughs> <laughs> You're just asking to be disappointed. In that case, we kind of like Slater and we kind of like Annie and Vaughn, and that's not <laughs> the, not the, what the people want. So just, no, it's I, not. of course I'm kidding. Ask us whatever you want. Except that. Okay, do we have anything else? I think that's all the trivia this week. It's been a great episode, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you. We will not be back again. (laughs) (laughs) So, Steven, overall, what did you think of today's episode, Physical Education? I really liked it. I I did, too. I I loved it. I would say I loved it. it. Yeah,
1: you you told me that this kind of ranks pretty high for you, you know, as far as season one episodes so far, and I, I have to agree. It's like, this was... Pretty, pretty stellar. I think some of my hardest laughs since we've started doing this
0: definitely took place today. This episode is definitely my favorite of the first season, more grounded, like, class-focused episodes. Mm -hmm. Like, without a doubt, it's my favorite of those so far. And it is my second favorite episode of the season so far, only being bested by comparative religion. That's high praise. Uh, And there are a lot of episodes that are right along in that area, but I thought this one so funny... I think uh, the guest character that they've got as the teacher fits in so well. Yeah. Uh, The whole dilemma in this episode with Jeff and Shorts is so silly, (laughs) and it works way better than it should. And it does some good stuff for Jeff's character as far as him accepting that he's Greendale now. And yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. I think the subplot works really well, also. I agree. I think it's the best example so far, even though it's still like problematic to see them do this. It's the best Like the study group tries to change one of the people within it to work whatever they're trying to do that episode. I think it's the best one of those so far.
1: Well, and what's funny about it is literally until this moment right now, I forgot that the Abed storyline was the subplot, that Jeff is technically the main... You know, that's how it all ends up and all that. Because surprisingly,
0: most of our questions have been about the Abed side, Well, I think that's...
1: It? I think that, you know, as good as all the Jeff stuff was, stellar, stellar Abed stuff today. I don't
0: know if I necessarily agree with you that it's, like, the the highlight of the episode for me because I don't think anything can beat the... the okay, like, the first... We'll, we'll just get into it. I think the first two-thirds of the episode... Uh, The Abed stuff wins over, but then the battle at the end of the episode really brings it in Jeff's camp. I'll agree with that. So let's get into this. Mm -hmm. Uh, The episode starts off how all episodes really should with a nice close-up of Joel McHale's ass. Which I have to say,
1: there's one scene in particular in this episode Mm -hmm. that his butt looks nicer than it has ever.
0: Okay, have you been keeping tally of that? I mean, I notice when it's not there. Yeah, so he walks into the study group. I think it's an early morning-ish study session. Shirley's brought bagels for everyone. They all have their cup of coffee from Hot and Brown. Uh, And yeah, basically, this is just bringing us to the infamous Britta bagel bagel scene. Uh, Yeah, Jeff mentions that he's having his first day of a pool class today, or a billiards class. I like how they always set stuff up in these opening scenes. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? This was Uh, honestly
1: one of my favorite openings in a little while because it wasn't so focused on, okay, let's just make a really funny joke. It was like, all right, let's set up the entire story right here. It was cool to me because they were able to have, you know, three different kind of things hitting here. We have, you know, Jeff with his cool new outfit for Billiard's class. We have the Baggles and we have the Abed stuff all kind of working together seamlessly. And I think they continue to work that well throughout the whole episode.
0: Yeah, the best cool opens, like get the all of the the elements of the episode started while also having like a non sequitur or like a little skit or joke that's just something to laugh at to start off the episode. And this has it all. Yeah. Uh, I love, we discussed it for a second. Uh, You know, someone drops all the bagel bagels and Abed just instantly is 13. He knows exactly how (laughs) many there were, how many spilled out. It's really important to him that he lets that out. And I think it's a really nice, small character moment of Abed. We haven't talked a lot recently about how Abed is a pretty good representation of someone who's probably autistic, Mm -hmm. even if the show never wanted to put that title exactly on the character, which I respect. And I think that is just another feather in the cap of ways that they've done that well. Yeah, I thought that was a good kind of, you know, little touch in there. Yeah, the group all gets to have a real good laugh at Britta and the way she pronounces bagels. She says bagel. Oh, great. So much for bagels. So much for what? The bagels, you dropped them on the floor. Uh they're called bagels. Uh
1: I lived in New York, Troy. I know what a
0: bagel is. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? Which in the commentary, uh, Dan admitted that like this is how he says bagel. What the hell? This is like a real thing. I guess it's not like a not like a dialect thing, but there are some people who say it and those people are wrong. They're just wrong, yeah. Yeah, and Dan said that he got a lot of a lot of slack for it, so he had to write it into the show. Are there any words that you feel like you say weird? See, I feel like if you say I'm weird, you probably don't know that you do. Probably don't know. So I'm sure there's a good chance uh if I ever do, listeners call me out on it, Steven call me out on it. There's some stuff like do you do you say neither or neither? It depends. Yeah, I have some of those where like I might say those words in the least popular way because I'm a hipster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I don't know. Let
1: me know. if like, I get if really self-conscious every time I have to say the word data or data, whichever hmm. one. I don't know.
0: I get really nervous whenever I have to spell the word necessary or oh, unnecessary. God. If it weren't for my phone. It. And also, like, my autocorrect... I must spell it so wrong because it never (laughs) gives me a replacement word, like, to fix it. It's always like, I don't know what you're trying to do here, man. (laughs) I hate now that,
1: like you said, I spell it wrong so much that my autocorrect's like, oh, well, you know what you're doing. No, I don't. I need (sighs) you to help me.
0: (laughs) Everyone's different reaction to Britta saying Bagel is really funny and good, like, group character work. You know, Troy's like a little kid. He's like, uh, they're called bagels. Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> and... how often does Troy get to, like, outsmart somebody on something?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I like Pierce's, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> okay, that's <what> <laughs> uh, You say bagel wrong, Shirley says. And yeah, they just all have a nice moment. Uh, it, it sucks that... I don't know. We're just going to have to accept that Britta becomes the butt of the joke all the time. Because that's what her she character does. is. Uh, and this one... I don't know. It's pretty funny. It's a I good think one. so. The we group still will have a smile. Abed doesn't smile at all. He's just watching. They turn to the page in the in the textbook that they're studying, and in Troy's book, this is kicks off, like you said, Abed's storyline. Uh, why don't you tell us about it?
1: All right. Well, when uh, Troy opens up his book, we we notice that there is a gorgeous drawing of a very Abed-like figure, and I think it's Shirley that makes the joke that. Well, you know, Troy, in the, in the Bible, <laughs> that yeah. that level of friendship is 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 wrong.
0: <laughs> hey, I was right. the The drawing has hearts and stars with lines accenting the stars, kind of like a rainbow.
1: Nice, um, that's beautiful. It's a very good yeah. drawing.
0: Yeah, uh, in your right, Shirley says, you know, stri- <laughs> strictly speaking, Troy, the Bible condemns that type of friendship. And I think there's one other line Shirley has in this one that's borderline homophobic.
1: Yeah. She says another one um, when they're like, "Oh well, let's go find." Because they, you know, they deduce that you know I can't remember. It's who says it originally. But they're like, "Well, you know, I think that you know there's a there's a girl." Because Troy says that he bought the book pre-owned, so yeah. it must been someone before who drew that picture of Abed. And so then they decide they're gonna go find this girl, you know. But and uh, Shirley's like, "Oh well, you know, find the girl for you, or find the find Jesus if it's a boy." <laughs>
0: Yeah, so everyone is really invested in this, just like everyone always is. They think it's so cute that someone obviously has a crush on Abed and is doodling him in their spare time. And it is kind of cute, and I get why they get invested in it. I think this is the first one where it's not inherently selfish. Yeah. All of them are a little bit rude when it comes to the, like, oh, you have to jump on this because this might never happen again, Abed, is a little rude. But I the intention is good. And and the ragtag group of, like, Shirley, Annie, Pierce, Troy, who are really spearheading this, maybe Britta a little bit too, I think is also nice.
1: I do too, because I like that, you know, it's not Jeff and Britta at the reins trying to, you know, fix or turn Abed into what they think he needs to be.
0: It's more so them saying, oh, this is a really good opportunity for Abed. And them kind of misunderstanding Abed's comfortability in who he is. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Which is actually funny because the the two people that kind of early on champion Aved being himself are the two people who try and get him to not be himself the most often
0: mm-hmm. in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pierce is just so insistent that this has to be a fat girl.
1: <laughs> What's he say? The thick lines? Yeah, something? he says
0: these thick lines were drawn with a heavy hand. <laughs> Everyone kind of lets it go Shirley has her We gotta find this girl Unless it's a boy Then we find him Jesus But either way It's gonna be fun Oh boy Jeff kind of stays out of it He's literally the only person Who like gets it That like Abed doesn't Need this Yeah He just kind of stays quiet And he and Abed exchange looks Which I think is a nice Moment uh, Indicative of how well They understand each other
1: Yeah overall I thought this was a really good Jeff episode a
0: great Jeff episode, a great Abed episode mm-hmm. um, I feel like it's pretty safe to say That it's going to be a battle between the two of them For MVPs this week
1: Yeah, I have a pick right now But it is subject to change by the time we finish
0: talking I about this I feel the same way And this is an episode where I feel like Quite a few characters earned it Quite I a agree. few characters portrayed themselves really well Were very funny And the story, I don't know There were a lot of things going well for a lot of people yeah, this I week. would almost give it to the whole study group this week but, you know, yeah, they're, well, they're stars. Yeah, we don't do that. They're stars. We don't do that. Yeah, winners and losers around these parts. Your first or your last. After the theme song blurb, we get Chang in the Spanish classroom, and this is a bit that I've always thought is really funny, when he keeps saying adios, and everyone says adios back to him, <laughs> and he's trying to get them to leave. He's like, guys, class is over. I always thought that was pretty funny. Very funny joke. Now, I do have a qualm here.
1: Okay. And, and And Chang points this out in a minute. But, you know, they next thing that kind of happens is they come up to ask, you know, or Shirley comes up it's like, Senior Chang, you know, we want to know who had this book. Why didn't they think like I feel like my first thought when I get a book is, oh, you know, well, let's who look- had
0: this book before me. Yeah, you can look and see and that maybe I don't know. Oh, also, by the way, the page number on the chalkboard is two hundred and sixty two. I still don't understand why that was something <laughs> we had to be careful about. So MJ, I think it was MJ who asked that, yeah? Yeah. If you could please clarify, that would be <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. The only thing I can think of is if most of the other people bought their books new, because Troy mentioned buying his used. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just didn't think they of that right think. away. And once they figure out the name, because Chang's like, it's right there, Britta has a line where she's like, uh, uh, no, 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 who, uh, who says it? Um, Annie. Yeah, Annie says that she was a little bit focused on the wrong way British had bagel, which is fair because that was going on at the same time. Pierce's line, you know, bef- when before he reveals the names that are in the front of the book, and he uh, Chang's pretending that he just knows it like psychically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pierce says something like, "Oh, if all Chinese were psychic or could read minds, you would have started using birth control centuries ago." <laughs> Pierce, a very so Pierce th- joke. It's a heavy statement, Pierce. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty. <laughs> he says to I believe a Korean man. <laughs> I believe, I believe Senior Chang is Korean, and I think he's told Pierce that before. If I'm being honest. <laughs> so yeah, they find out the name. They after Annie mentions that she was so focused on Brita saying bagel wrong. I like the little exchange of Chang. Wait, pause. Like, I
1: yeah. think he's Chinese.
0: Chang is yeah. I don't think Ken Jeong is.
1: Kinjong? Jeong? Ben Chang is, I think.
0: Supposed to be Chinese. Right? Because Chang is Chinese. It's a Chinese name. Let's see. I'm seeing if I can just Google it. No, not really. I just looked up, is Chang Chinese, and it didn't bring up community.
1: <laughs> I searched, is Senior Chang. I said, what ethnicity is Senior Chang?
0: Here we go. Here's a Reddit thread. Is Chang Korean or Chinese? Ken Jong is Korean, but Chang calls himself El Tigre Chino, which means the Chinese tiger. That's fair. Um, well, now it's real confusing, oh, isn't it? Oh, here, here's where it is. This is a line from a future episode. Uh, so that Let's give a shout-out to, eight years ago, Gates of Delirium on Reddit. Thanks for answering our question.
1: Shout-out Gates of Delirium, eight years uh, ago I on recall
0: Reddit. him saying to Shirley when he thought he was the father of Shirley's baby... Uh, why she didn't like him. Was it because he was Korean? Mm. Then Shirley responds by saying, you're Chinese. And Chang says, there's a difference. Ah, So he is Chinese, but he sometimes refers to himself as Korean, I suppose. Okay,
1: well, there we go. Now we know. Thank
0: you, whatever of delirium. Please come on the show. We're dying (laughs) to have you. I really want him to elaborate more on his feelings on this. And then we we get the funny little blurb where Chang's like, how do you say it? Brit is like, I don't. (laughs) <laughs> and not say it, bagel. oh you're the, worst, you're the worst giving us the first official you're the worst i believe
1: speaking of you're the worst i still haven't finished it
0: you're the worst is a phenomenal show and i think anyone who likes it and especially if you're someone who gets invested in like shipping and relationships on shows oh yeah it's a rom-com sitcom in the best possible way it does it so right when so many others do it so wrong uh it's five short seasons and each one is great the way it ends is perfect, Stephen. you got to watch that last season. I know. I know. Please watch that show. That's a. That, it's it's that's truly a, a great show. If you're the Worst is... I think I did it when we did a Twitter thread of our favorite shows. I'd probably put You're the Worst in like a top five favorite shows of all time for me. That it's, show really meant a lot there. to me. It's really good. Okay, so the group has a name, and they bring this information back to Abed, who really doesn't care. Uh, this one here Pierce <laughs> says, see, it's a fat girl's name. Might as well be Gravy Jones. <laughs>
1: Gravy Jones. She's what like, a what? terrible
0: thing. Abed doesn't care, because he can clearly see that she's massive. <laughs> and he says, uh, Pierce, it doesn't matter what she looks like. Uh, she'll be great for Abed. This will be good for him. And Abed's like... It will. (laughs) And they ask him if he's excited about talking to her, and he's like, I wasn't really planning on it. And Jeff, as as he was earlier, he's sitting in the background, like, listening, but not being active in what's going on. He's like, guys, come on. He's not interested. Like, stop asking. It's clear. But they just can't do it.
1: I have a question for you, Zach. Have you ever had, and obviously this was, you know, in the past, but... Have you ever had, like, where, where somebody was really like, oh, you should really go after this person. I think you'd be perfect for each other. I think they like you, and you were really not feeling it? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess beggars can't be choosers.
0: I don't know if I've ever had, like, a a group thing like this where it's, like, massive. But I've had a couple of situations where someone tried to set me up with someone. There, nothing really wrong with them. Mm-hmm. And they were really adamant, and I just wasn't interested. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really bad at saying I'm not interested, too. Mhm. I unfortunately in my uh,
1: you know slightly older than I used to be self I <laughs> I'm bad about it because I will just like gradually disappear into nothingness because I don't want to be mean and that's also not nice so I do know. that
0: sometimes I would even do that when I was interested just because I'm weird. <laughs> right? Just, I'm just bad. <laughs> We'd like hang out and they'd be like, I really like you. And I'd be like, I really like you. And then I'd like be like Homer fading into shrubs. Yeah. I I literally went on a
1: date not too long ago and had a wonderful time and she was really nice. And you never spoke to her again. (laughs) Not really.
0: Was that the girl who you went, you were like, well guys, I went on a date at a dance club the other week.
1: (laughs) Yeah. She like asked me to hang out a couple more times and I was, uh, yeah.
0: It's not exactly a love story to follow on the podcast, huh?
1: No. But for all those Steven shippers out there, just know.
0: Well, Shirley says what everyone's saying to you right now and says, Abed, you've got to go for this immediately, sooner if possible. That's what everyone was saying to me. Well, it seems like, I don't know, I've known you long enough to where, like, you've been a single man for a while. I have been. And I feel like it used to bug you a lot. Do you feel more comfortable? I do. I definitely feel like I'm more
1: so single by choice now than before I very much was not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good place to be. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, you say from your your happy home and, and your your woman and, and your cat.
0: Hey, well, you're the one who gave her up, man. Sorry, I know I. About all that, this, I'm, all I'm... All <laughs> looking to cash worse. in. <laughs> this this kingdom could have
1: rested <laughs> on your head. <laughs> the crown could have been mine. But you got the fuck <laughs> out of Indiana. So I did. Who really cares. I did. I did switch time zones.
0: Yeah, uh, so even Troy, this is one thing that rubbed me a little bit wrong. Troy says to Abed, his best friend, for people like you, this kind of opportunity only comes around once in a lifetime. Yeah, which, Wild, which again, not a very nice line by Troy. Coming from his best friend, and all these people are meaning well, mm-hmm. but that was one of these that are, I don't know, really shows what he's actually thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Pierce comes up to him. And says, it's so important to date while you're in college. It's a time of freedom <laughs> and exploration. Pierce tells this weird story about, like, pillow fights turning to, like, lusty adventures. Yeah. And it's like, Britta knows all about it. As if, I don't know, I don't know if that's, like, a Britta's a lesbian jab from Pierce, or if it's, like, Pierce implying that Britta has had sexy pillow fights with him. Right, I, I thought
1: that it was a, a serious Britta's a lesbian jab, but it I might too. be Pierce's fantasy you know that we know he has that involve him, Britta, and at least one other woman. At least
0: one other. <laughs> I think he said with with larger breasts, he would prefer to. Ah, uh, you know, if he had his way. Here we get a funny interaction that I'm excited to unpack with you, where Abed says, "Oh, you're gonna can't buy me love me," <laughs> which is really fun to say. Can't buy me love me. Yeah, you're gonna can't buy me love me. It's really fun to say, and th- people don't quite get what he's saying at first. People being Shirley and Troy. And one of them says, "Oh, he's uh, love don't cost a thing." Him wants to love don't cost a thing. Him is what choice <laughs> is. And then Shirley's like, "Oh, I get it. Have you seen these films?" Yes, I have both
1: of them. I have not seen times. either of them. Okay, are
0: they direct versions of each other? Just is it like a whiz situation? Um, well, I wouldn't give
1: either movie that much credit. Can't Buy Me Love. You know what really I mean? where cute, It's like a like eighties yeah. movie and and came i love was definitely the far earlier movie for listeners who did not know that but came out like late 80s patrick dempsey is in it it's really cute he like agrees to like fix this girl's like clothes as long as she like pretends to date him and then she ends up liking him and he gets popular uh (laughs) love don't cost a thing (laughs) uh if i remember correctly is the one with nick cannon where... I haven't seen either of them, but that and I, I sound like promising. Love Don't Cost a Thing, but it's like he's this like nerdy kid and he wants to date Christina Millian, and he like gets a haircut and starts playing basketball
0: and then they. It's date. like a Stefan like, Urkel yeah. situation.
1: It's a, it's really funny too. If I had to say which one was act like if I had to pick one to watch right now, probably would be Love Don't Cost a Thing, but can't remember loves a better movie.
0: But are they really like that, where they're both basically the same, except one is more geared for a white audience and one is more geared for a black audience? Are the plots that similar? Yes. Can't Buy Me Uh, Love is, or
1: can't, Love Don't Cost a Thing is definitely, like, a direct
0: take from that, and they're like, let's make it black. After this conversation, Jeff finally stands up and is like, guys, just, nobody's, can't buy me love me anything Or whatever <laughs> And he also makes a Racial based entertainment Joke that I don't think comes as well From the white man mm-hmm. uh, He's like we've all seen enough after school specials To know how changing someone Ends up going And Shirley and Troy don't gather What he's talking about And then he says Fat Albert So they understand because Fat Albert was After school special
1: Well and here's, sort of. here's my issue with this one I yeah. feel like after-school specials were pretty universal. I think that Fat Albert as a show accomplished a lot of the things that after-school specials did and addressed a lot of tough topics that were addressed in very special episodes. Like, every episode of Fat Albert was a very special episode. Oh, I've premier. seen plenty of Fat Albert.
0: Yeah, You don't need to it's tell me. It's solid. Have
1: I, I'm sure that I've sung the Dope is for Dope song on here before.
0: You have sung it on this podcast before. Okay. You have.
1: Well, I'll make a return season two, then. I'll hold off for now. <laughs> That's my favorite episode. But, yeah, I think that one doesn't land as solidly, but I, I get where he's coming from, I guess.
0: Yeah, and then Pierce is like, good thing there aren't any old people here. This conversation would probably be total gibberish to them. Which was it's super It's not like funny. after school, it's not like any of those things are new. Pierce
1: is prehistoric. He, Pierce talks like he has only ever used a radio.
0: Well, Pierce was doing so much cocaine in the 70s that he didn't have time to watch an episode mm-hmm. of Fat Albert. Pierce didn't own a TV until a few weeks ago. Britta says, you know what, Jeff? You're unprecedentedly correct in this (laughs) instance. Uh, Abed, when we find this girl, you're going to approach her just because, you know, girl, you're amazing. Just just the the way way you you are. And then Jeff, even though Britta's like proving his point, he he says, yeah, and they're going to have a bagel. And everyone starts (laughs) laughing at Britta again. (laughs) One of my favorite things about this episode is that they Pierce, didn't let it Pierce, die. Did you see? No, my favorite thing about this episode is when they start laughing here, Pierce starts doing this dance. What? He jumps, he jumps up in the air, and he has his hands, like jazz hands by his head kind of, and is like going side to side. <laughs> Just for a second, it's really funny. And on the audio commentary, they were like, everyone, look at what Chevy is doing right here. <laughs> it's pretty funny. So now we cut to the weirdest P.E. area classroom of sorts. (laughs) Yeah, what the hell is this room? It's like a weight
1: room slash there's a pool table in it.
0: Yeah, the first thing we see is a man on like a step climber thing and he has like a pooping face on. We see people lifting weights. We see someone on like a different kind of stair climber thing. There's a lot of workout Uh, equipment on one side of the room and yeah the other side of the room has three pool tables and like a punching bag this is a super weird (laughs) PE class and here we get the first of several uh you know kind of fun little montages of like pool playing Mm -hmm. of like trick shots and stuff like this this first one you know Jeff is in his leather jacket he's feeling really cool and he's kind of showing off uh doing pretty well doing a bunch of trick shots uh that girl in, in his class who mentions potentially being interested in Abed mm-hmm. later is eyeballing his work. Are you any good at pool? You know, I didn't think I was for the longest time. I used to be really bad at it whenever I played as a kid. One of my uh, childhood best friends had a pool table mm-hmm. in their basement. So he'd always try to get us to play and I'd always suck. So for the longest time I wouldn't try to do it. As I got older and as I was able to start hanging out in bars, I wasn't into it. Yeah. And then one day I decided just to try, and now I love to play it. I don't know if I'm necessarily any good, but I don't think I'm a slouch, and I enjoy it. I can't do any trick shots or anything, but I could win a game. Nice! I am comically bad at pool. <laughs> well, next time you're in town, I, and assuming you know we can get in our full uh, hazmat gear to go out in public, mm-hmm. we could try to challenge each other can we share a hazmat suit and like play pool as one person Well, we're gonna need to for what's gonna be happening
1: but, um, <laughs> we're gonna like hustle everyone and pretend we're to be one person
0: three layers of plastic or whatever <laughs> cannot keep me <laughs> but, yeah i i'm i don't consider myself anything special at pool but i think it's a fun game i like to watch um, it
1: on when it's on tv
0: really Mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty entertaining okay. So now we've got to talk about – so as Jeff is is doing this, the the coach comes in. His name is Coach Bogner. He comes in. He's saying, like, you know, like, hey, nice shooting, good clean strokes. This man is a kind of a character actor legend. Yeah, big time. This guy shows up in a lot of stuff. His voice is really uh, instantly recognizable. And I didn't know his name before this, but I sure knew what I knew him from. This actor's name is Blake Clark. Uh, he's been in a lot of the Adam Sandler and Friends mm-hmm. films, like The Water Boy, Little Nicky. Yeah, uh, this is Adam Sandler, but he was in Joe Dirt, and then he was in like Mr. Deeds, Fifty First Dates. Um, after the original actor who plays Slinky Dog in the Toy Story franchise passed away, it, it's now Blake Clark. He's done it since Toy Story Three, nice, and has done a good and, job with it. Yeah, uh, Disney World. To bring it up again, we rode. A, there's like a Slinky Dog roller coaster that's really cool, where like the cars and stuff are made out of Slinky Dog. And his voice plays through it while you're riding it. And he was also on Home Improvement. He was like a handyman shop owner. Nice. And he was also what I know him most as is as Sean's dad on Boy Meets yeah, World. Yeah, I know him most from that, and as the dad from Fifty First Dates. Yeah, I really like Boy Meets World a lot. That's one of my favorite of those uh, family nine early '90s sitcoms. I would confidently say Boy Meets World is my favorite of those. I would as well. Yeah. Honestly, it's one of the only few of those that I ever have any interest in still watching. Yeah,
1: I think that, you know, none of those hold up perfectly because they're 90s family-oriented sitcoms. And it doesn't. It's <laughs> by no means a, a crown jewel of television. <laughs> but
0: it's really, it's really funny in a way, in like meta in a way, that most of those shows aren't sometimes. Yeah, and I will be in love with Danielle Official until the day I die. I mean, she looks the exact same. Yep. Did you, were you a Girl Meets World fan? Absolutely. I've seen every episode of it and I don't think I could call myself a fan. I feel like it was a pretty bad show. That's fair. I it disappointed me. It gave me a lot of nostalgia. Any of the episodes that had like extra boy meets world cast members were fun.
1: Yeah, when they brought Sean back I got really really excited.
0: Yeah, but they all there was weird they, they did weird plot lines on that show. Mm-hmm. Like the the friend girl being like Sean, now you have to be my dad. Yeah, that was a little weird, wasn't it? Uh, we'll we'll save that for our Boy Meets World podcast, Boy Meets Pod, <gasps> and it's it's sister series, uh, Girl, Girl Meets Pod, mm-hmm. or Boy Meets Pod meets Girl Meets World. <laughs> Girl meets us? No, that's never gonna happen. <laughs> so he introduces himself to the class. His name's Coach Bogner. He, he's welcoming them to the art of pool. Boss Hogs! and he uh, gives everyone their shirt and shorts. You know your traditional, uh, your traditional PE clothes. Do you have any fond memories of PE or the uniforms? Uh, I still have my for
1: such my like the last time that I bought PE shorts. I still have those and I wear them to
0: sleep in. I was about to ask, are they sleep shorts? Yeah, like absolutely. Cannot wear those uh, out in the world. I just fondly remember, you know, days when I really didn't want to do PE. Uh, you know, my clothes were in my locker, but like, oh man, my clothes left them at home. Got <laughs> some walking laps upstairs today. See, I stuff like that.
1: I elected not to take PE my freshman year, and so what I got away with was taking second year gym twice. So I just got to swim.
0: Yeah, swimming was fun. I enjoyed yeah. swimming. I hate pools it was such now. Such a nice but like, at the time. I like break it. and relaxing during the day. And I'm sure that pool was in some ways cleaner than public pools. You know, it's oh, a yeah. different kind of traffic.
1: We actually had a very nice pool at our high school. Yeah, we did. Because our swim team was one of, of the only teams that actually ever had people do well secretly.
0: <laughs> All right, so Jeff is just abhorrently looking at these shorts that he he's supposed to wear for this class. And that is going to be the crux of the episode here is Jeff going to be able to put his his ego down en- enough to do what he has to do for this class. I feel like it's pretty immature of him to be this surprised that he'd be asked to wear something <laughs> to like wear this for a a PE class. Yeah. I suppose there's a chance that he could have taken this class pool, assuming it would be the least P.E., P.E. class. Uh, but he doesn't say anything like that, so I don't think that's exactly what it was.
1: Yeah, also, I don't know if Jeff has ever watched professional billiards, but I've never seen them dressed like that. But it's a
0: P.E. class, you know? It's, well, I mean it's...
1: The, the hefty leather jacket. Oh, Even. yeah. Now I, I think d- he looks I...
0: cool for, like, a smoky bar. Yeah, I think the maybe that's what he's going for. He's trying to be the cool drifter who comes and wins everyone's money in pool. I don't know. <laughs> yes, at, in this community college class, I like that he really went with trying to give off that persona. He's like, you know what the— Ooh, Leonard like, notices how insecure Jeff is about these shorts, and there's a classic shut-up Leonard exchange. You're going to look like an ass in those. Shut up, Leonard. I talked to your son on family day. I know all about your gambling. Touché. I this is probably the most we've gotten of Leonard so far and I was very yeah, happy after about it. Jeff says that Leonard has this look that's like, Oh shit. They are not I think Richard Erdman, they talk about him all the time, just like how game he was for whatever they asked him to do, and throughout the sixties and run, they asked him to do increasingly weird stuff. <laughs> and he was like eighty something when the show started, you know. Yeah. What a what a legend. Yeah,
1: truly, we love Leonard around these parts. There's a reason. Now, he's still our our profile picture on Instagram, right? I
0: believe so. As he he should be. uh, He was our profile picture for most things before we kind of had a logo of sorts. Yeah. He's our mascot. Now we're in the cafeteria, and it's the brain trust to impact Abed's love life sitting around a table. Uh, They're all trying to hang out and be casual and spy on this girl jenny adams that is supposedly interested in abyn she's sitting a few tables away reading pride and prejudice have you ever read pride and prejudice um i i'm trying to think if i've actually read the book all the way through
1: i know i have feel like i tried to yeah i've seen i'd really like to see the
0: greta gerwig film
1: from last year but i haven't yet i have not seen that yet either and you know i love the the movie adaptation with um Crap, why am I forgetting everyone who's in that movie's name? Colin Firth, and
0: who plays, what's her face? Sorry, I'm going to look it up. Now, if there was a Love Don't Cost a Thing version of Pride and Prejudice, who would star in that? Ah, well, you see. (laughs) Probably a Wayans brother. (laughs) pride and prejudice either, either old generation or new generation honestly if yeah, we're, what would, if we're and being what would serious, it be called here here's where we go what yeah. would the title be that's something we can come up with okay um we're pretty good at alternate titles
1: unfortunately pride and prejudice zombies is already taken um, um but
0: i feel like it could even be as simple as like pride and prejudice in the hood i like that <laughs> how about but maybe different words than pride and prejudice yeah I feel like the word prejudice probably wouldn't be in the African-American version of the, mm-hmm. of the, of the film. Ooh. <laughs>
1: Desire and discrimination.
0: I'm sure there are books called that <laughs> that you'd find for $3 at your local Walmart. Or find, like, on someone's mother's bookshelf. So, as always in a situation like this, when the study group sees this girl that's potentially interested in Abed... Uh, they're all like, oh, she's actually pretty. And you don't know how many times I have literally had this happen to me, like, with dating Lily. I've in- I've introduced her to people throughout our relationship. They're like, oh, she's really pretty. I'm like, why are you so surprised? <laughs> I'm nice. Like, damn. I'm cool. I'm <laughs> what so- about me?
1: <laughs> you know what I'm going to do next time that, you know, I see you guys? I'm going to act like I yeah. don't know you. I'm going to have Lily introduce you to me so you're her new boyfriend yeah and i'm gonna be like <laughs> wow he's
0: nice something <laughs> i'm sure she's had that too <laughs> but they uh, shirley's instantly like well it's not a surprise abed but they're all pretty surprised that this girl's so pretty which for me here's my one issue with this whole line of thinking
1: danny pooty is attractive he's a good looking guy he yeah. he like has a very nice facial structure and Abed is often the coolest guy in the room. I mean, he already had people giving him what bouquets of flowers to be in his movies. Mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. that it's out of out of the question that some girl want to be with the campus director.
0: Yeah, if anything, this is showing uh, some of the study groups' unintentional biases. Yeah, which we all have. We're and all names. But... <laughs> hey, hey, hey! We said no f no cucks, no sucks. <laughs> Whoa, no cucks. Well, uh, we'll let you stick around, but that'll be it. Thank you. So they're all trying to hype up Abed to go talk to this girl, and he's just not interested, but he's willing to indulge his friends, I guess. Mm -hmm. And there's this whole thing where they're like, Abed, be yourself. He's like, okay, cool. And they all stare at him, (laughs) expecting him to go be himself to the girl. And they're like, well, go be yourself, over there. And he's like, "Why aren't you going over there? I thought you were being yourself." And she's like, "Yeah, I am being myself." I wouldn't I would do, that. do that. <laughs> that whole interaction was so funny. Even funnier is, well, is there a version of yourself that would do that? And he's like, "Oh yeah, definitely." <laughs> and they're like, "Okay, be that version." And he just starts to walk over and then turns back around to the studio group and goes <laughs> 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 and that's a that's a strategy for sure. One
1: of my favorite like delivered lines in this is when they rush him back to the table, and Brit is like, "What the hell was that?"
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> it was such a genuine like, "What the hell?" He's <laughs> like, "It's a different version of me." I think it was a vampire. <laughs> Pierce says a line that didn't totally come through to me what it was implying until they mentioned it on the commentary he says if this is gonna turn ugly i can't be here i'm a two striker yeah i thought that was pretty funny (laughs) i thought i took that at first as more like a you know like two strikes and i'm out of here i'm not gonna let myself strike out but it was that he's had like two like greendale like sexual assault things yeah. on his record <laughs> he's and he's not. not willing to be involved with another one and he so he just leaves <laughs> uh, i like when it you know
1: really driving the joke home as they're like okay abed give us a second you know and they start to kind of like okay you know clearly you know himself is not gonna work and you see abed just arms fully straight in the air <laughs> start to walk it's, towards the
0: girl again it's a really great gif that i've seen before there's some lines in here that don't go so well. They're like, well, we're all good people, but if Abed is himself, he's going to die alone. Oof. Yeah, not very Which nice. Which I think, I don't know.
1: And also, I feel like Abed is not even close to the most likely in that group to end
0: up alone. Mm. But, you know. Well, can't be Pierce. He's been married seven times. Well... You know there's going to be another one somewhere. Well, I guess he does end up dying alone, not yeah. he? Yeah. When Ovid's stretching out his arms going back towards the girl, Troy literally lifts him up and takes him out of the situation. <laughs> so after that scene, we are back in the weird-as-hell P.E. pool room, and and Jeff shows himself in the shorts, but he's still wearing his boots and leather jacket. And might I say what nice hairless legs Joel McHale has? They were real bright, weren't they? Do you think he, is it like a, I don't know, do you think he is hairless on his legs by choice? He's gotta be, right? Here are the two possibilities.
1: Either he wears pants that are so tight that it like rubs his leg hair off, right? Or he shaves them for acting.
0: I should have asked him this when I got this the chance to him. This really should have been the them. question
1: that you asked when you got to interview him. Yeah. When we
0: finally get around to having him on the show again, you know, we'll, we'll ask him. What is this line here? I just noticed a line that I didn't notice before. So he walks in the room. It's awkward for him. Someone says, and this is not a word that I like to say, someone in the background of the class says, oh my God, there's a midget on stilts. What are they talking about? Are they talking about Jeff, like I with his guess. jacket and shorts, that it makes it look like his torso is small or something? I don't know. I don't think that's a very funny joke at all. I don't get it. I don't. I don't get it either. Uh, I mean, because like maybe if his legs were really short and then yeah, I don't know,
1: his torso were long, or maybe his
0: legs are so long and white that they're the stilts. i guess it's not very good yeah people are like whistling at jeff he's clearly very self-conscious and he's trying to play pool and it's throwing his game off he gets in like an awkward lunge (laughs) and he totally jumps the ball i do that sometimes that's something i've had to had to work on
1: see that's the one thing i can do in pool is bunny hop (laughs) it's a specialty
0: of mine right off the table so no one's taking jeff seriously and really, this is telling right away that he should have just worn what everyone else is wearing yeah. and he wouldn't have attracted this much negative attention towards himself. Yeah, he's really made himself a, a, a target here. He, he walks into the coach's office with his like sweatpants on now. you know He's like, I can't do this with the shorts. And we get our first glimpse of that really great poster that Coach Bogner has of himself. It's like a, a pool table with him taking a shot. There's also <laughs> like a close-up of his face looking off in the distance. There are there's like a total of 5 of him on this poster just in like different perspectives. If you get a second, you should find a way to see this. It's pretty funny. you see like I, can I find want it. this poster. Whether it's of you or of Coach Wagner, I'll take it. Oh, there we go. Coach Wagner immediately is like, "You're not in uniform. What's up?" And Jeff isn't willing he to play along with everybody and is like, "We really have to wear shorts to to play pool." And there's this argument between the two of them that's starting of, I don't know, like the coach wants him to look past himself and is like, just do what you're supposed to do. And Jeff sees it as, well, is it really that important that we wear this <laughs> weird costume to play pool or is it just the, the way that you are? And it's an interesting, like I said, out of something that's so ridiculous, Yeah, it's an interesting conflict that has some like teeth to it a little bit
1: <laughs> this whole argument made me think of that meme that's like the two guys and i don't remember what show it's from it's either from some like toe or like repo show and they're like in the office yelling at each other and like one of them like has like dark glasses and it's like the, i will not wear these shorts and it's like wear the shorts and it's like i don't look cool it's like you aren't cool like that was that was that's what i imagined
0: there going on there's a trivia question for you guys if you can name whatever the f- <laughs> Steve steven's <is> talking about <laughs> a thousand points it's and the I'll meme stop censoring with
1: the f- two guys that like there's a panel they switch places every time one of them throws a table I think
0: so <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about friend <laughs> the the coach says to Jeff do you have a problem with playing pool with a full range of motion and optimal comfort <laughs> and I don't know Jeff is comfortable in his clothes is what he says he's got such an ego and like he has to be portrayed the way that he wants people to see him or else he just doesn't feel right. I don't know. I this doesn't lose points for Jeff as a character in this episode, but he is pretty uh in the wrong here or just making a big deal over nothing.
1: Yeah, I think that's what it is. He's making a really big
0: deal out of nothing. Yeah. Basically, the coach says, "Well, you look like the type of person who wants to be like sipping martinis, smoking instead of keeping your game on the table." Like they just have this pissing match. I'm not going to get a read what they say back and forth. But the two of them play off really well. Mm-hmm. I think Coach Bogner is such a great guest addition to the show that I kind of wish we could have seen more a few times. Does he not do – do they not bring him back at all ever? I don't know well enough to say never, but I don't think there's ever something where he's in the foreground. Yeah. I know there's an episode in season four – where, like, Shirley and Troy take a class where they learn how to become P.E. teachers. Mm. And that would have been a perfect opportunity to bring him back, but I don't think they did. Wow. They missed, they missed the opportunity on that one, because he's great. Yeah. Jeff says, you know what, you're the one who's weird, not me. And he points to all the people in the class and says, who plays pool like that? People play pool looking like me. <laughs> and he says, yeah, what do you call this? And he shows this, like, print of a cave drawing that he has of people playing pool naked. <laughs> Which is a great foreshadowing for how this episode's going to end. It really is. And Jeff's like, I call that your personal business, okay? (laughs) And that's when he says your line that I missed where, you know, I call this the desecration of America's coolest sport. And that totally kind of proves Coach Bogner's point when he says, yeah, coolest sport, exactly. You're so worried about being cool. And as Jeff storms out of the class, the (sighs) coach calls him out in front of everybody and says this hipster is dropping this class because he cares more about what he looks like than how he's playing. Which is true. Which is true. This is such an interesting turn of events on, like, the, the teacher who wants to change a student's life. <laughs> he just wants him to play pool in shorts. That's literally yeah. it. And this is when Jeff makes it personal as he storms out and says, I could kick your ass all over that table. Which the coach is like, oh, I'll take that challenge. And says, because if you play me in pool, you play me in shorts. And if you can't do that, his point's already made. Boom. <laughs> Drop the mic. And Jeff doesn't have anything. He's like, I don't have pff, anything to prove to you. Or,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, not that playing pool in those outfits isn't ridiculous, but still.
0: And everyone around the class is watching this happen. And I love the focus on Leonard in this episode being a part of the, like, what do you call it? The peanut gallery? Yeah. Who's just, I don't know, one of the, he's always like one of the cool kids. He is, because wouldn't he be though? If you were in a community college class and there was like an 80 year old guy who did nothing but crack jokes, I'd love it. That would be great. Especially if it was Richard Erdman and if he could blow a raspberry as mean as Leonard can Oh, I'd cry tears of joy. It's funny as, as Jeff leaves, the coach is like, vanity, thy name is, then he's like, oh, I don't know his name. It's the first day of class. I didn't catch it. And then Which I ends. like because that's realistic. I thought that was a pretty funny line. Now we cut to one of the extra rooms that the study group likes to plot people's demise or whatever in.
1: Or practice for the five
0: Or like vote on Buddy being in the study group or not. Yeah. They're, they're teaching Abed how to win over women. Pierce says, you got two days or I'm going after her. Oof. And everyone's like, Pierce. And Pierce is... As always, noble in his reasoning. What? I'm incentivizing him. Also, if she's an A, but let's face it, anybody could hit that. Which is not not true. Not true, Pierce. I don't think your chances are as good, but whatever gets you through your miserable life. (laughs) Abed basically is just like regurgitating what everyone's giving to him and not really just saying what he thinks they want to say. And he's like, you guys want me to change myself so people will like me. And it was like, oh, no, it's not about changing. It's about learning, learning to change. I do like Pierce's line where he says, all right, get the chickens off the runway. He's like, I'll be the bad guy, which I think that's the first time and one of the only times Pierce acknowledges that he can be the bad guy. Yeah, and often is. And he gives a really bad line where he says, I can't think of anybody more scary than a half Polish, half Arab, virgin in his 30s. One way or the other, that story ends with explosion. Oof. Troy stands up and he's like, let's step right over that. And he, he yeah, them <laughs> practice. He sets up a scenario. Uh, you know, they're sitting on like this detached bleacher kind of thing. Troy has Annie sit next to Abed and they're going to practice like what Abed would do if he was making a move on a woman. I love the way that Troy like points at them as he's setting it up as like he's slipping into director mode a little bit. I <laughs> thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, I like that he tells Annie, be a girl. <laughs> Annie, be a girl. And Abed immediately just turns on this charm. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a hell of a, of a scene. I'll play some of the audio here because I definitely can't, <laughs> can't do it myself. No. What are you reading?
1: Pride and Prejudice.
2: So you're familiar with two sins.
0: How about a third? Oh! He puts his arm over Annie. Annie quickly goes from practicing the scene for Abed to being like, oh my god, she's feeling a little something. <laughs> Abed pulls out a cigarette case that's full that apparently he's just had. You never know. In case he needs to be Don Draper sometime. Yeah. And of course, the meta joke here is that Allison Brie was a cast member on Mad Men. Yeah, I haven't watched Mad Men, but it's definitely on my list of shows that I really want to watch. I haven't seen it either, but I'm pretty sure Alison Brie was on the show at this point. Mm-hmm. So I think they were making a meta joke. Yeah, she had to bit. have been.
1: And did she, didn't she play his... Not his secretary, because Christina Hendricks was his secretary. She was like a
0: recurring guest character. I don't mm-hmm. really know exactly what her character was, but hey. <laughs> I know Luz- that that was like one of her... First
1: roles other than Community that I knew of that kind of got her some, you know, notoriety. Yeah, I think that
0: was one of her first like dramatic roles mm-hmm. that showed that she could do the serious stuff. Abed puts like just the knuckle of his his finger on Annie's chin, and that's I'm like getting some moves from this that I might. Oh, there's try to some remember.
1: serious smoothness.
0: Leans in for a kiss, and it's about to happen until Shirley's like Abed, what are you doing, Don Draper from Mad <laughs> Town, what you think, He says someone chimes in weird while troy chimes in awesome yeah clearly it, it was effective well pierce says put your tongue in her ear <laughs> just living vicariously through abed yep and he says i liked it soon we get the conversation about what type of character abed should channel when winning over a woman because he doesn't want to be don draper because shirley points out that don draper cheats on his wife you got to be someone nice like mike brady Mike Brady being the the gayest of all sitcom dads.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of nasty going on behind the scenes.
0: Of such a squeaky clean show.
1: Yeah. I know Florence Henderson's talked about it quite a bit on, like, different shows while being interviewed.
0: Uh, I've heard many things about um, the guy who played Mike Brady being very angry of a man, Mm -hmm. and being very grumpy on set, and being a very closeted homosexual, and that just being unpleasant to work yep. with. Uh, but, of course, Britta says, don't be Mike Brady. He's not sexy. You should be like Joe from Facts of Life. I have never seen the Facts of Life, but I have heard this character reference enough to know that she's kind of like the tomboyish one. Yeah, the and I think she's lesbian.
1: Cute. I mean, she grew up and was in stuff, and she's pretty.
0: This is the first t- So, Pierce always is so sure that Britta is a lesbian. I think this is the first time that Britta has... Said something that adds to his theory in any way?
1: I think so too. What do you think? I don't think think she's. Do do I think Britta's a lesbian?
0: What do you think Britta's sexuality is? Do you think she's bisexual? Do you think she's. I don't know, because she used to have kind of like wild anarchic days. I think that Britta has probably. Had some experiences.
1: Yeah. I think that Britta has probably had some very like entry level experiences messing (laughs) around. That's the way to put it. Yeah, I don't think that she's. Based on her behavior throughout the rest of the show, I don't think Britta's actually, you know, <laughs> fully planned for. For whatever team, you want to call it, Troy
0: clearly hasn't had any type of experience with anything. With when anyone. he says you should be Calvin, his best friend was a tiger. He went on dope adventures. <laughs> Listen, I. And he says like anything that. stood in his way, he just peed on it.
1: He just peed on it.
0: <laughs> Calvin Coolidge. <laughs> Someone who I know nothing about.
1: He was president, right?
0: Jeff walks into the room as they're debating these things, and he's both angry that they're doing this stuff to Abed still. He's angry about his pool shorts thing. And he says, what are you guys doing? And everyone stops in their tracks, but Abed's like, they're teaching me how to be someone else. (laughs) And Jeff tries to give them a speech about it, and he's helping Abed out, but Abed just stands up and starts impersonating Jeff. And he stands up and like, oh Which for is God's sake, do whatever you want. Guys, he does do a pretty good job. Leave each other alone. And everyone <laughs> like, yeah. leave each other alone was really good. That's that. a good Jeff, how did you do that? And that's when we get this line that we've talked about a lot. 10% luck, 20%
1: skill, 15% concentrated power, will, 5% pleasure, 20%
0: pain, 100% reason to remember the name. And 40% Zach Braff from Scrubs. <laughs> Exactly. I know from Zach and Donald's podcast that neither of them have ever seen an episode of Community. They've said it several times. Very wow. Sad. Yeah. Zach Braff's voice and appearance is literally in an episode of Community. <laughs>
1: that's yeah, never seen it, an episode. That's hilarious. All right, Zach Braff. He's too
0: big. I guess he's, you know. He's... Well, he is about to be in a movie with Robert De Niro.
1: Ooh, it's what's like that? him,
0: Robert De Niro, and Morgan Freeman. What? And he's directed a film that Morgan Freeman starred in before. I don't know exactly what it is. It's like called the Comeback Kid or like Comeback Trail or something.
1: I have heard of that movie. Have not seen it.
0: Well, it's not out yet. So ah, oh, that's why I have not seen it then. <laughs> so now that they know that Abed can do such a good Jeff, they're like Abed, what if you just did Jeff for Jenny? And he continues to be Jeff. And is like, uh. And your point is, it's very funny. <laughs> I now.
1: Here's here's where I, I draw a little flaw in thinking. Or I, okay. I feel like there should have been a voice of reason. And maybe if Jeff had been more involved, he would have been this voice.
0: But well, he's he's clearly not in a place to be in a voice of reason. Cause no, because he's in a fight with a teacher about what Yeah, as he's trying or. to defend Abin, <laughs> Troy's like, Why aren't you in billiards class? And he's like, Because I don't look cool in shorts. And he swings <laughs> off. But what was your point? <laughs> Keep going with it. Um, but, you know, like. If she was really
1: into Abed, Jeff is nothing like Abed. So why would she want an Abed
0: that acted like Jeff? Well, from all we know, all we can tell that this girl knows about Abed is his appearance. That's fair. But I would imagine, Abed's pretty loudly himself, so I would imagine he'd she'd at least have had to have. If she has such a big unrequited crush <laughs> on him that she's drawing him on an entire page of a textbook that then she... Returns, Yeah. You know, she's got to have a couple ideas about him, I would imagine. Yeah. And nobody does mention that. Nobody even thinks that maybe this girl has a crush on Abed because of Abed. It's a little sad the direction this goes in the end, even if it doesn't really matter to Abed. Yeah. And, and Jeff, like, kicks a bunch of things as he leaves, and then Abed goes into it, too. He's like, because I don't look cool in shorts. And he starts being bank- <laughs> kicking stuff around. And everyone's like, that's really good. <laughs> Now we cut to the cafeteria, and Abed walks up to Jenny, who seems like a really nice, pretty girl. She's reading her book, and Abed lays on some real charm here. Yeah, he hits her with it. I mean, honestly, does as well, if not better, than Jeff does in a similar situation. He's like, yeah, he comes up to her, comments on the book she's reading, says a funny joke about, you know, like, spoiler warning, Pride ends up with Prejudice. And she laughs, and they get along. Abed does lay it on a little thick, but I think it's just because he's doing what his friends want to see him do. Mm-hmm. You know he doesn't have any actual stake in this. yeah, he sits down next to her and kind of puts his arm around her on the couch, which is a is a is a good move. you know the mm-hmm. whole I'm just stretching my arm out and putting it on the base of the couch, yep, or am I? Or Coming am the I? Chill. I've used this Move on Steven thousands of times. And it's worked every time. I've been surprised and bamboozled. Uh, the, the girl says, I feel like I've seen you before. Which, yeah, either from drawing him, <laughs> that would make sense, or, <laughs> or he, you would think that she would also, you know, I, I'll rip the band-aid off, you know, you'd think that she'd notice, oh, you look exactly like my boyfriend. You know, it's a real Russ Ross situation. Oh God, yeah, another Friends conversation, huh? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I like for those unaware.
1: There's an episode um, of Friends shortly after Ross and Rachel break up for the first time. Um, It's either after they break up for the first time or after like he finds out that she has feelings for him. Spoiler alert. Mm -hmm. Um, For the mid to late nineties, uninitiated, yeah, Yeah. Uh, but. She ends up dating a guy named Russ, also played by David Schwimmer, who looks exactly like him but with some slight like hair differences. So it's 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 a similar situation, but I digress.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I like how the whole study group isn't even trying to cover up that they're staring at Ovid's situation, <laughs> you know. Like- Anyone who turned around and saw this would be torn, or would be completely turned off by whatever's happening. You know, mm-hmm. Abed has a pretty slick line when he says, "I'm told I have a face made for sketching." Trying to slyly give away, he knows that she drew a picture of him. Yeah, but then goes on to say, "I'd rather think it was made for kissing." and leans in for a kiss. Now, if this girl was into him, I'm sure this would have gone hook, line, and sinker. But Mm -hmm. this dude walked up to a girl that he's never spoken to before, and 15 seconds later is trying to plant one on her. Yeah, it doesn't work like that in the real world, chief. It seems like he's more channeling uh, one Pierce Hawthorne rather than channeling Jeff Winger. Right? So I don't even think Jeff would be, you know, confident really enough to go in for a kiss like that. And this is when we get a pan up to the big reveal of why avid everybody's he... favorite community character joey what is that a... yeah joey he's holding two sodas and danny poody just nails his like bro demeanor of like what are you
2: doing hitting on my girlfriend um, ugly and he makes this
0: like pouty face that's really funny uh, apparently a couple of fun facts here it took like three hours to get Danny Pooty into this makeup and to make wow. it work. And he had to do it several times. I don't know. The study group just reacting to this, it's so weird. It's so community that this <laughs> it, is the 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 outcome? The, the, yeah, this is the way that it plays out. It's very community. What do you think of white Abed? What are your thoughts? I thought that it it was a really
1: funny kind of reveal because you're thinking, okay, either this girl likes Abed or like, you know, something's up, but it – It tracks, right? It makes sense that she would just be drawing her boyfriend who happens
0: to look just like Abed. Wow, Netflix, you cut the Dungeons & Dragons episode, but you let this stay. It really shows where your priorities lie, streaming conglomerate. I can look past racism, but animal cruelty? You can excuse racism? (laughs) Pierce's line is racist, but funny when he's like, oh, it's like Abed, but employable. Yeah, correct. I feel like a lot of Pierce's lines can be categorized as racist but funny. Something I don't like, why Abed engages a fight with Abed. All of the twin shots that they did where Abed and why Abed appear on screen at the same time look great. Yeah. Except this one that I'm seeing when why Abed is threatening to uh, to engage a fight with Abed, it does mm-hmm. look like Abed with his back facing the camera is not actually Danny Booty. Uh, so um, I didn't catch that. What I don't like here is that why Abed calls him Slumdog. Yeah, is I really didn't like that one. Is the thing that cause... they can come up with for people to call Abed? Because it's happened like three, four times. Three I guess, episodes. but I don't.
1: I mean, we didn't really grow up with a large Southeast Asian population in our hometown, but they what do does that jump... have to
0: do with them not being able to come up with any better? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, call I
1: well, I'm saying like I don't know what nicknames you would call them, but I doubt Slumdog is at the top of everybody's list. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like one of the worse. writers really hung
0: on to that and was like, oh, this is funny. I think they probably tried to come up with like the least offensive, offensive thing they could call him and they couldn't come up with many. <laughs> I guess. Abed and why Abed are about to fight, but we don't get to see what happens because it cuts away. And now we're back in the study room. Uh, Jeff is walking in to the study room while uh, the dean makes an announcement over the speaker that he's been informed by Coach Bogner that Jeff left his panties in the pool class Uh, which is interesting that the Dean is also getting in on this blood feud and more on the coach's side is willing to call Jeff out in front of everybody (laughs) which is outrageous and it's not the first time either because Jeff says when is he going to stop doing that? (laughs) Yeah, They they don't mention Slater in this episode but I wonder what she's thinking hearing that over the loudspeaker yeah Hmm. not a mention of Slater this entire episode Nope. Something else I meant to point out a little bit earlier, the line with Leonard when Jeff says, I met your son at family day or whatever, next week's episode is family day. Ah, so, so I wonder how much
1: later this is. to be. Out of order, potentially.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. There's a, a funny line here where Jeff is saying to his group, do you know that the coach called me a hipster? Does a hipster walk around wearing $300 jeans from Italy? <laughs> Absolutely. And on the commentary, they said they really clowned on Joel McHale because one of the times he did this scene, he said $3,000 jeans from Italy, which gave away to them that $3,000 jeans are something that aren't outside of Joel McHale's vocabulary. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. That's so much for jeans. Annie brings up that she just wants them all to talk about Abed because she feels like his heart's broken because of what happened. He put himself out there because of them and nothing happened. Jeff hates to say that I told you so, but he did tell them so. He shouts it through cupped hands, I told you so. <laughs> he really did. He didn't get involved, but he's said many times, like, don't do this. He did, and he told him the whole time. He said, Abed's fine. And on the flip side, Abed isn't that heartbroken. No, he's he is pretty unbothered. This is when Pierce is like, you know, Jeff's right. Abed was fine before we sullied him with thoughts of vaginas was the only of those three that I picked up, of uh, things that he <laughs> mentioned, of the big three. Because it's the biggest of the big three. It's the reason we do most things on this earth. I don't know
1: about that because I am very romance-driven in all things I do. You heard it here, ladies.
0: Romance-driven, but what's the end result you're hoping for?
1: A nice candlelit dinner with a fan blowing my long hair behind me.
0: Yeah, and then you're going to shake hands and leave for the
1: night? No. It, in it's my experience, about... Zach, absolutely. Okay. okay,
0: I'm sure you do every time because you know I'm not going to put out. You've tried so many times. But you know that the end goal, regardless of your heart, whatever you pretend your heart is doing, we're dudes. We bang. <laughs> We're dudes. We bang. The yeah. official catchphrase of <laughs> "You can't disappoint a podcast." Yeah, you can take that any way you want. <laughs> Put that on a T-shirt. Our friendship is definitely the type that Shirley would let us know the Bible does not condone. Uh, yeah.
1: I think she'd see one mention of Valentine's Day and she'd shut that shit down on site.
0: Yeah, well, and and the corresponding Instagram post with pictures of us together. Yep. <laughs> It's too bad Instagram took down a couple of those. I thought they were racy but tasteful. It was mostly the videos. Ah, that's fair. (laughs) Britta's like, oh, Abed must be so heartbroken that he couldn't even come today. And Abed just walks in and is like, hi. (laughs) (laughs) He's totally fine. But Annie brings up about yesterday. And Abed's like, oh, yeah, you guys must be pretty upset. This is a great scene where Abed shows his cards and shows that he's the smartest person in this room. At any like, given I, moment. He knows how important it was for them, for him to have a girlfriend. So when Jenny went off with White Abed, it must have really hurt them. And Troy's like, it really did. <laughs> and Jeff wasn't there for us, so he's like, White Abed? <laughs> Which, imagine just walking into that, having and no idea. Like, huh? <laughs> and Shirley really plainly breaks up the ridiculous situation, so it makes sense for for Jeff. Uh, Jeff says, so does that make Abed brown Joey? And Shirley says, if you want to get racist about it, (laughs) which I thought, how do you feel about that? Do
1: you think that for some reason it does sound more racist, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. But
0: should it probably not? I'm just asking, you know, I have no real opinion on it because saying that someone is the white Abed isn't racist. Well, I guess here's so saying in turn, if we're drawing these comparisons between the two people, if everyone agrees, they look alike. You know. I yeah I feel like the people that I've known where there was a white something and a black
1: something I referred to them both as like this one was you know but
0: uh, on to another regard it's not cool that they call uh, fat Neil fat Neil it's not cool they call Fat so Neil, fat it's fat probably Neil. not cool yeah so I'm just gonna say it's not cool uh, Brita says to Abed you know you know we just all want you to be happy and Abed says everybody wants me to be happy everybody wants to help me. But usually when they find out they can't, they get frustrated and stop talking to me. Or they trick me into buying them ice cream and then shove me into a clothes dryer, which I didn't want to happen with you guys. So I want to make sure that you felt like you could help me. The truth is, lots of girls like me because, let's face it, I'm pretty adorable. Oh, that's so adorable. Yeah. If I,
1: I'm just curious, like, who the people are that put them in the, you know, the, the dryer
0: because, like, I just, I just want to talk. Yeah. Let's just have a conversation about where that came from I just and talk see, to see where it goes. Yeah. Let's see where that talk goes. Aved says something about how women are attracted to him because he reminds them of their fathers. <laughs> and he's used to them approaching him, which is why he didn't feel the need to approach a girl. You know, he's
1: He's chilling. fine.
0: He, is, he has it under control. So they were worried that he, they were, you know, bringing down a self-esteem. And Aved says, Britta, I got self-esteem falling out of my butt. <laughs> which he really does. Aved has never shown a lack of confidence in himself. And what I think is probably the line of the episode, he says... Because when you really know who you are and what you like about yourself, changing for other people isn't such a big deal. Go off. Yeah, there's not really a winger speech in this episode, and I don't know if he was channeling Jeff to say that, but there is the winger speech of the episode. Yeah. Even Jeff gives it to him and says, Abed, you're a god. (laughs) Yeah, I think that really speaks volumes and honestly the first time i listened to that line and really listened to it it's some advice that i feel like i could take
1: you know totally.
0: it's, it's it's yeah not saying that it's ever necessarily right to change yourself to make others happy but like there's something to be said about being so comfortable with yourself that you can adapt to help other people be comfortable
1: absolutely and i think that's it what the shows point shows that of he's it is. a leader yeah mhm is that when you know who you are inside then you can you know wear a lot of different hats you know without necessarily changing what's underneath the hat what is underneath the hat
0: <problem> find out next week on
1: Dragon Ball Z oh my Radio- <derivation> we're not
0: we're not doing a podcast on that one yeah no there's too many episodes jeff says <laughs> you know i think <laughs> what abed says cuts through to him and he stands up and is like okay now i've got to do it i've got to go uh, I've got to go beat this guy at pool I've got I've to gotta be myself Or I've got to be comfortable with myself And go kick this old man's ass We'll steal the crown and save the town from Mr. Krabs Oh my god <laughs> I'm sorry
1: <laughs> I'm just looking at my audio at How much bigger that was than everything else I've said
0: I'm sorry <laughs> It's funny uh, Everyone's feeling really good about themselves Because of the advice Abed gives And Britta says you know what Now, I don't even care that people think it's weird that I say bagel and everyone just can't take her seriously. It's like, bagel, you idiot.
1: (laughs) I just love the sadness in her face that they pan up to or like pan to because it's so good. Poor Britta. Poor Britta.
0: (laughs) She does also a little bit like she's like laughing and crying at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, this is okay. This is fine. We cut to the pool table. Bogner tells Leonard that he has a nice cross corner Mm. and says he'd like to see Jeff Winger try that shot. (laughs) I'd like to see Jeff Winger try a cross corner. (laughs) Ha ha. And there's a really great reveal when it pans over and Joel's doing a really great lean against the side of the wall like with his pool cue and his gym uniform. It was a pretty solid pose. Also, like that, even when Joel, or not Joel, even when Jeff is doing what he's supposed to do, he's still wearing the wrong shirt.
1: Yeah, it's. (laughs) Well, you can't conform all the way.
0: Well, he should be at Urban Outfitters, is what Bogner says. And Jeff says, I'll go there later if I feel like it. But first, I have to hand someone their tightly polyester swaddled ass in a game of pool. Great line. Leonard definitely calls out the burn that it is. He says, do you want to talk about clothes like a girl or use tapered sticks to hit balls around a cushioned table like a man? Balls, balls like, a, like man. a man. Rack 'em, them. <laughs> Rack 'em, Rack
1: them. Rack them, Woody. <laughs>
0: oh, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so uh, let's see. What is there to say about this? They start playing pool. And it's a great Werewolves montage. And of London starts playing. Warren Zevin is the artist, we were mm. asked earlier. Wouldn't have gotten that. I'm also trying to see if we can see anybody's... Sh- I should have looked at the shirts earlier to see what the tagline was on the shirt. I haven't mm. seen it. Uh, they start playing pool, and they're both doing a good job. They're both hitting the balls in. They're both making some good trick shots. There's some really nice shots of them, like kind of grooving while they're while they're playing pool
1: yeah i i think that one thing community consistently does well
0: is montages yeah and there are a couple of cool pool montages in this one yeah um i think the song does a lot of the work too totally let's see i'm just waiting for something to happen worth talking about They're just playing pool <laughs> <laughs>
1: you sound like the actual commentators during real life pool <laughs> I'm just waiting yeah, for something to happen. They're, they're hitting the balls.
0: They're going in. Cool. Uh, they're doing a little dancing. <laughs> that's, that's,
1: that's basically what it is.
0: The dean, like, okay, so Jeff starts doing this like really hip heavy dance, and it's almost like the dean has his radar that Jeff is doing something sort of sexual. So he just slides into the situation. <laughs> Jeff is doing pretty well, so he's getting cocky. He tells, Bo- "What's his name?" Bogner. <laughs> the Boss Hogs. Wade Boggs. Bogdan. Fuck you, Bogdan. And, <laughs> oh your, eyebrows, and right? your eyebrows. And your eyebrows. One of the best television lines. What's my the actual favorite. coach's name? Now I'm still stuck Bogner. on Bogdan. Bogner. Coach Bogner says, well, you haven't learned anything except how to look cool playing pool in shorts, which wasn't that the whole problem? Yep. Uh, but Jeff says, you know, I'm just having a good time because I love playing pool, which is nice. Uh, Jeff learned a good lesson from his friend Abed. And this wasn't like a Jeff Abed friend episode, but it has shades of why I like stuff that focuses on their relationship so much. Well, and I think it shows that, that
1: Jeff actually probably does
0: understand Abed a little better than the rest of the people in the group. hmm And vice versa. hmm So the coach is like, no way. You still just care about how cool you look. And to prove that he truly doesn't care how cool that he looks – he takes off the shorts and reveals a really weird underwear situation. Yeah, I wonder if that's there. a Jeff costume or if that's all Joel. You know, I I, I don't know. There's, what, some orange and blue stripey dudes. We get a nice, the Dean does like a head turn. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff says, just to prove to you that I can beat you in a real game of pool no matter what I'm wearing. And... The coach says, Oh, you want to play
1: real pool?
0: <laughs> and so he also takes off his pants. And now the two pantsless men are looking at each other. But he ups Jeff and takes off his shirt, too. Just doesn't care how he looks. And Jeff obliges. He also takes off his shirt. And now there's two mostly naked men standing face to face, a teacher and student. What a great school! Uh, yeah, I, it's really in
1: quality the- stuff. You know, I mean, this is what you want your teachers to do go
0: above and beyond. Chang points and this is when he's like shouldn't you be stopping this? And the dean's like yeah, soon. Soon. He's <laughs> just gathering evidence and he starts taking pictures with his phone. I laughed so hard at that. They keep playing the game. There's nice shots of Chang taking bets, uh Jeff getting fancy with his pool cue and dancing around in his underwear. Um one of my favorite is he's like kind of hump in the air as he walks across <laughs> the screen. And then later on, Coach Bogner does the same thing. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Everyone's really invested in this pool game. Um, not a lot to say. It's just a really fun sequence that this naked or soon-to-be-naked pool game is just so community, the community that I love. This is totally one of those episodes that when I watched it for the first time, I was like, what the fuck is this? And please give me so much more of it. It's so funny because, you know,
1: where else is the whole school going to be, you know, or at least, you know, all the important people gathered around in like, this is like the lounge area next to the cafeteria that these two grown men who are both north of, you know,
0: 25, <laughs> some more than others, but like naked people. in front of faculty, staff, food. Joel McHale's talked about how filming this was pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> And that's a man who, like, has to take his shirt off on camera all the time. Yeah. And I bet it was pretty uncomfortable. Uh, the the coach slows things down and says, you know what, one of us – I'm sorry. <clears throat> you know, one of us is about to lose this game that's really good. or win this game. <laughs> Thanks. And they're all going to remember. And he wants to give them all something to remember. He's, they're all going to remember that one of us loved clothes, that meaning Jeff, and the other loved the game. So to prove – how much he loves the game. Coach Bogner rips off his underwear, which the way it rips off looks like it would really hurt. And yeah. Jeff does the same exact thing and in, in, rips up a kind of nice pair of underwear.
1: Yeah, I feel like especially ripping up like nice underwear would not be easy. Like I don't know that I could comfortably just rip a pair of my underwear off of me like yeah. that. It would not Riddick feel good.
0: gasps. Annie's like, hmm. <laughs> and they keep Annie, playing Annie, who has now seen her second and third penis of all time. Yeah, she's had a she's had an interesting school year. Yeah, <laughs> it's the last shot. Bogner goes for the eight ball and misses. Ooh. Everyone on team Jeff is super excited. Everyone on team Bogner uh, takes the loss, and now it's time for the shot that decides it all. And I love the way that Jeff like gets ready to hit the ball, <laughs> doesn't quite have the angle he wants. <gasps> So he lifts up his naked leg that onto pose. the table. Oh god. Just opening his full asshole <laughs> to anyone who would like to see it. Which, which is some did. I'm seeing Annie is looking, Abed is looking. <laughs> they talked about how so this was something that Joel came up with, like lifting his leg up like that. That's great. And I guess when Dan Harmon first saw him do it when watching like an edited cut of it, Dan Harmon like leaned over to the other people in the room and was like this is television history. <laughs> and yes, it is. Ooh. It's something. <laughs> Jeff goes to take the last shot and really lightly, delicately sinks it. Yeah! Everyone just loses it, cheering. I love moments like this where it's, I don't know, just, it feels like something big's happening. There's a victory, you know? Yeah. Uh, Bogdan in his eyebrows, you know, (laughs) tries, tries to get over the loss. And he's gained so much respect over Jeff. And something I want to touch on really quick that I think is a story being told underneath this ridiculous story is that Bogner is like a sad community college PE teacher guy. Yeah. And sure, he's pissed at Jeff and this is a blood feud. But I think this is giving Bogner like some, some like reason to live you know I think it's, so too because I mean how and long Jeff too
1: how long do you think it's been since Bogner's had a student that actually like put any effort into any of what he's taught
0: yes <laughs> and he says you know what I, I've got so much respect for you now that when you're in my class you can wear whatever you want and it's a really touching moment and a really funny moment the way Jeff yells I choose shorts.
2: <laughs> shorts! <laughs> shorts!
0: <laughs> Fogner starts crying. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you magnificent son of a bitch. You magnificent son of a bitch. Whatever. And that's really good. Thanks, man. I, it hurts. If anything
1: happens to him, you could play Slinky. Slinky in, Dog. In
0: I will gladly Toy Story take eight. that Disney pay, paycheck. Oh, hell yeah. Woody, we gotta get back to the nursing home. And Andy needs us. <laughs>
1: I'm uh, trying to pick which, which Toy Story voice to do, but I, I keep thinking the one I could probably do best is Bo Peep, and so I'm going to not. Really? Okay. Probably. Well, because uh, there's a snake in my boot. That's not good. To infinity and beyond. That's nah, not good. You great. got it all
0: wrong. But what's your Bo Peep? <laughs> now, Woody. Okay. You're, how, how come you were right? <laughs> I, I, I know myself. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Think Bob about Mer- the rest
1: of the toys, Woody.
0: Faulkner kisses Jeff right on the mouth. Joel said on the commentary, he's like, this is like the eighth person I've kissed on this show. (laughs) And he just kind of, I don't know, nobody really comments on it. Um, All of the study group Crowds are on Nick and Jeff. They're like, that was awesome. Good job, man. Britta's refusing to look at Britta's anything other than like his yeah. eyes. He, she's trying to keep her head as far up as it'll go. And the Dean comes up to go for one of his iconic touching Jeff's abs, now really getting in on the real mm-hmm. thing. He's like, oh, okay, you're sweaty. And then he touches him again. <laughs> that was really funny as well. And now we get this little ending scene that I think is so sweet. Jeff is draped around with a towel. They're all, like, talking about his victory. They're all celebrating. And this classmate comes up to Jeff. Hopefully we'll see what her name is. I don't think we've seen it yet. Mm -mm. Uh, Comes up to Jeff and says, hey, I don't want to be too forward, but could you introduce me to your friend, meaning Abed? Because girls notice Abed all the time. And Jeff, because he knows Abed really well, is like, I know this dude. And if you're interested in him, which, like, you should be, I think you should just go talk to him. And she does. I think it's really sweet. She walks over to Abed, uh, says, hi. Courtney is her name. They introduce themselves to each other and shake hands. (laughs) Why Abed sits next to Jeff for some reason, as if they know each other, and is like, man, why couldn't I be brown Joey when he has a beautiful girlfriend? Why Abed's problematic. Yeah. (laughs) Right? I, I... I, I feel like White Abed is a little, you know, grass greener over there. He's got himself a lady, and he needs to let Abed do his thing. Absolutely. And that's pretty much the end of a really solid episode. I don't think we said hardly a negative thing about anything in this episode other than yeah, like a, a line or two lines. that didn't land. There, but just about every joke lands, and, and I definitely could see every the joke in- tag lands. Oh, my Go God, ahead. the intag tag You could see great. every joke
1: what? I could see every joke landing with me when it came out. Oh, absolutely. I probably would have laughed at every single joke in this episode. And
0: I did. Yeah. And this is <laughs> it, it's a really good episode. It holds up super well. I love everything about this intag from the way Abed and <laughs> Troy channel Bert and Ernie, from the costume, from Troy's Ernie laugh, from the way they move their arms That's as my if they're favorite being part. held it's up so by puppet good. rods. To the way they eat cookies where they just push them into their face and let all the crumbs that don't make it fall And I love more than anything the joke that ends this when Troy looks (laughs) at his watch and says My cousin's funeral is today. Oh, that was was today. I knew there was some reason I couldn't do this today. Poor Dimitri (laughs) Poor Dimitri. can't believe it. <laughs> it's, it's so good. This is one of my favorite N That's one of my favorite in tags, too. There's nothing to say other than it's just great. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's the end of the episode. I've got to say, I just love this episode the more I think about it. Yeah. I've talked loosely about giving episodes letter grades before. Maybe every now and then I'll, I'll jump in and give my opinion. And I feel like there's no A plus when grading stuff like this. A is mm. the highest. And – there's no reason that this episode isn't an A. The no, only reason it might me. not be is because there's better to come. Yeah. Uh, so if anything, it's one of the top A minuses. I think so. I would even, honestly, I would give it a
1: solid A. Because if I were doing a numbers, this episode for me would get at least an 8.59. So, you know, I think it, it earns a solid, like you said, it's either the top or the A minuses or the bottom of the A's. But yes, great episode. So, in such a great episode, who stands up above the rest? Who's your MVP this week? So, I had a really hard time, because I normally try and pick my MVP after the end of my second or third watch. I normally will yeah. know by then. I didn't know. I, I initially selected Abed, and I'm going to stick with that. Um, but I think Jeff deserves it just as much. But I, for me, Abed was a little bit more... Especially because he's the one who at the end inspired Jeff to just put on the damn shorts.
0: Yeah, I went into this ready to give my MVP to Jeff, but I'm not. I'm going to give mine to Abed as well, almost exclusively because of that line that I signaled out. I think it's Mm -hmm. one of the standout lines of the series so far. Yeah. And I think Abed is so true to himself and true to his friends in this one. Uh, I love the lesson that Jeff learns, and I love that this episode lets Jeff— fall a little bit into the weirdness of greendale and not be mm-hmm. so concerned about himself anymore yeah. i think it does great work for the character and lets him be funny so he's just a point or two below but abed's just on fire this episode from like his don draper impression oh, so good to his vampire abed when he's going to talk to the girl to abed as bert from sesame street there's just so much good op- from abed counting 13 bagels there's just <laughs> so much good abed stuff in this episode that I can't not give it to him. Yeah, I think it's definitely hard
1: to give an episode of a sitcom an A+, but this is definitely an A-plus Abed episode.
0: Absolutely. And that wraps up our coverage for the week of physical education. Yeah, this This is is a great great episode. episode. Thank you to everyone who wrote into us, communies, peep reviews. Uh, Thank you to Anorak07. Uh, Thank you to MJ. Thank you to Danny. Love that you guys are adding to the show. It means a ton to us, and I think... It makes a huge difference
1: yeah we're we're um, so happy that you guys are actually listening and interacting and and seem to be enjoying you know it seem to be yeah if if nothing else, you like the show community and that's enough for you so We'll take Next it. week, we
0: tackle an episode that's middling and kind of divisive in the fan base, Basic Genealogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm looking forward to getting into that. Email us your unanswered trivia questions and your thoughts to can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. Where else can people hang out with us, Steven? Uh, people can also
1: find us on Instagram at can'tdisappointpodcast, right? Is that, is that correct? Yes. Nice. You know it's right by now, I hope. Uh, and then you can also find us on Twitter at youcantdisappod. That's yes, probably where we do our
0: most interacting with the fans, so... Yeah, we love talking <laughs> to people. And we've got a lot... Of, we were just talking before recording this. There are some big things for our podcast coming up as we round out the end of Season 1. And I can't wait for you guys to be a part of it and to listen to it. Steven, what are your final words for our listeners today?
1: Um, I think today, I just want to leave you all with, you know, the seasons are changing, times are changing... Uh, but stay true to yourself. I think if there's anything that this episode kind of spreads, it's that, you know, find some things about yourself that you are confident in, that you like, yeah. and really grasp onto those and appreciate yourself because good, whether good you know it or not... Good luck finding that
0: for yourself, Steven. Uh, I, I gave deep.
1: up a long time ago. But, you know, regardless, there are
0: people out there who love you and appreciate you, so don't forget it. Well, I am Zach. And I'm Gravy Jones. And from inside the Dreamatorium... Black Lives Matter, uh, all of our love to people dealing with the wildfires or people still struggling to stay afloat from the pandemic. And most of all, oh, werewolves, werewolves of London. Werewolves. And we will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in.
1: Thanks, guys. Bye. No more f***s. No, none given, that's for sure.